one. Welcome to A Word of Influence, episode 14, part three of our E3 coverage. This is the last one of our E3 coverage. And today we have Dave Smith, our host from Recency Bias Radio. He just dropped a podcast today called, I listened to it earlier at work. It was great. How you doing tonight, Dave? Doing great, bro. Doing great, bro. <laughs> like really said, like, excited I really to talk it. about this E3 content. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because, like, you understand, bro, like, it was one of those things of, like, uh, where I didn't talk to any of my friends, but, like, about it at all. Like, they were like, I can't talk to you right now because we're doing a podcast. I'm like, yeah, so yeah, don't talk to me about yeah, it. Yeah, it's almost like it's <laughs> almost like when you get these new sneakers at in the summer and you waiting for that perfect day to rock them because you don't want to rock them on the first day of school because that's what all the lames do. You know what I'm saying? They get all their gears straight up dirty in the first week. So the smart people, you know what I'm saying, they know, you know what, let me save this. Let me wait for some 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 boring ass day in October to rock these. You know what I mean? So yeah. yeah. Like I said, and you know, also what's special about this episode, if you don't notice, you were on episode four, and this is episode 14. So it's like every 10 episodes you're gonna be on it if you feel feel that way. Hey man, hey, you know what I'm saying? We could be on the on the Kobe episode, you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, and I'm a type of guy, man, I'm very controversial slash you know, I polarize niggas. So so for you to wait every 10 is probably wise for your own brand. Cause I'm gonna offend some motherfuckers tonight. I guarantee it. I mean well, today, you know, like you're actually like like you said, uh you're actually, as seen how it's your second time, you're an AWOY member, as you already know, just off air. But, like, everybody knows this man has uh, like, actually coined the, the phrase AWOY. So it's just fitting that you're an AWOY member. Uh, yeah, man, I, I just, like, it just came to my head. I was like, fuck it, AWOY. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Whatever kind of situation, it turns into a crazy-ass debate. Just go AWOY, and it has to be good. Just go AWOY. Or like hot take alert, exactly. but that's a hot take arena, which I'm I'm actually proud like that you did that. But you saved me myself the more I think about it. And I appreciate that, bro. <laughs> more than anything. Well, man, but hey, man you, I'm just I'm just a loyal ass dude, and I don't fuck with motherfuckers that try to copy off niggas. But we here for gaming. So what was you about to say, bro? <laughs> exactly, gaming, gaming, gaming. Because this this is what this podcast is, and let's start it off because I did like the last two. What were your thoughts on the Microsoft Xbox One X or the funny phrase X-Bone just out of funniness? <laughs> well, let me start off. Let me preface all my comments by saying the first thing I want to say to everybody is this. Give you a little bit of backstory. I did this in the first episode. I was here for episode four as well. When I went to Kentucky State, the majority of my high school life and my grade school life was all Sony. So I want to preface everything I say by saying that I used to be one of these Sony fanboys out here that go crazy. Now, with that said, I feel like in the same way that we're going to get into Nintendo later, of course, but in the same way that people could argue that Nintendo didn't really grow up with them well, I'd argue that Sony got to a point where they were growing up with us, but they kind of got complacent. Is the word I want to use. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, we'll get into each conference. Don't worry, bro. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the reason why I'm saying these two things is I went to college with a PS3. By the time I left out of college, I had a 360. So 
Really? So the majority of the people that I met, including Perry, in college, all had 360s. I'd say 90% of all college dorms had 360s. So me being the guy bucking the system constantly with a PlayStation, it didn't behoove me to have one because damn near everyone I could borrow a game from had it only on 360. So it's like, I might as well get a 360 too. Not on some like, I want to be a follower type shit, but on some... Well, at the end of the day, if I get one, then I can be I can play more games because I know way more people with them. So eventually I started just noticing that games like 2K, which I lived and breathed back then, you know, growing up, I was just a huge basketball fan. So all I really played was 2K. I would play a year round to the point where I was like ranked at like top 100 in the world at one point in 2K9. Uh, eventually, I didn't play enough to stay at that ranking because you got to play like 10 games a day at least to stay at that type of a ranking because you have to constantly prove you deserve to be there. Same and it's, way with FIFA. I hated that shit. Mm-hmm. So, so all in all, you guys are right now, you're listening to a guy who's coming from a perspective of, you know, I've been, I've had my hardcore, I'm more of a hardcore gamer now than I ever was before when I was younger. But when I was younger, I enjoyed Sony more when I was more of a casual. So now that I'm more hardcore, I'm looking at things like specs. I'm looking at things like, uh, like uh like graphic graphical fidelity frames per second uh anti-aliasing uh textures all of these things matter more to me than they would have mattered when i was first going to college and when i was in high school so when we talk about the xbox one x personally i feel like this is the not only or do we already know this is the strongest console ever made but i think the way microsoft went about presenting it may have been probably the most badass reveal in console history because it's like mm-hmm. microsoft is coming at this like sony for the most part is working with house money they know they have about 60 million people with their system their install base is through the roof and they know at this point they can't lose this generation but if sony keeps up what they're doing they could lose the next one and that's why i think xbox one x is very important because if microsoft can talk somebody into saying you know what i'm over here playing this playstation 4 pro which can't really do native 4k sony's been lying to me this whole time saying dynamic 4k instead of telling me the truth you know what what if all of these gamers eventually come to their senses and go, you know what? Fuck what my friends play. I'm getting the system I want. Because I think that's the really Microsoft's biggest problem. Because when the 360 was out, everyone's friend had a 360, so everyone had one. But Microsoft kind of botched the landing a little bit on, well, not a little bit, a lot, when they first came out with the uh, Xbox One. And, you know, because they fo- they forced the connect into the packaging, which raised the price. I think the Xbox One, when it first came out, was about $500, wasn't it? The price of the Xbox One X now, right? Uh, I think so. That was on the little, little cheaper side. I think the Xbox think, One I think was the higher price. I think it was 500 because I think the PlayStation 4, when it first came out, was 400 And I think that's why oh. everyone flocked to the PS4 because they're like, so you mean to tell me I have to spend an extra 100 just to play the Connect? What if I don't care about the Connect? Oh, you're talking about the one. Yeah, it was it was 500 Yeah, Yeah, when it first launched, right? Yeah, you're right. So, so all in all. Yeah, that you said 360. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh. true, true, true. So, so all in all, you know, taking all of that into consideration, that's the reason why Xbox was behind. Because if you looked at what Xbox has done since then, they've become the new Sony. Sony used to have a reputation as being the company who, 
who cared about the gamer first, right? Microsoft had the had the reputation of a company that they have so much money, they could give a fuck what we think, you know, to the point where you couldn't even be in a game chat unless you had Xbox Live Gold. Like, that shit was dead. Yeah. Xbox has done a complete 180 since they've fallen behind Sony. And that's why I believe I'm always siding with the company who's hungry for my dollar. Because the company that acts like they don't really need it, that's the company I'm very wary of. So to get back to the Xbox One X, I truly appreciated how badass the reveal was because, number one, they kept drilling it home. This is the world's greatest console, strongest console ever made, most powerful. It's 40% more powerful than any console on the market. By saying any console and not making it specific to just a pro, you completely just banish everything. Like, hey, hey, mm -hmm. it's the truth. And by doing that, it really drives it home that this is worth your money. Because if it's 40% stronger than a console that just came out last year, it makes Sony look like idiots for coming out with it last year. Yeah, but I have a question, though. How do you think that feels towards, like, your PC gamers when they hear, like, it's the most powerful console, even though they're playing on PC, which is a higher... Well, well, well let's just keep it all the way 100. Uh, PC gamers... They don't even care. So <laughs> I don't care about them. See, that, that, that's really what it comes down to. I know they don't give a fuck about me, so I don't give a fuck about them. So, so that's like the trade-off in this situation between us two. But to answer your question, though, PC gamers, they would agree. This is the most powerful console. PC gamers know this shit's the most powerful console. You know? Mm -hmm. I mean, Xbox, they've been working with NVIDIA to create their own customized chip. They have a cooling agent inside the console and this is only allowed on high-end to mid-tier pcs so so you know this console will never yeah. overheat so that's a plus in itself i don't i don't know if you've ever had a p uh, well i'm not gonna say ever had but i don't know if you've ever played the ps4 pro perry but i can tell you right away no, from having had. it for about roughly about three months i can tell you that the ps4 pro is very loud because really it's a ps2 with an extra layer and they were very, very, I thought they were lazy with the with the model of the PS4 Pro. You know, it just looks like a looks like a fucking Oreo cookie, essentially, with like black cream filling in the middle. It looks very lazy. It's like, oh, let's just make the same thing as the PS2, right? But but the thing is, when you have the PS4 Pro around you, it the fan in it and the generator in it, whatever's in it is so loud. It's humming so loud that I often turn my TV up higher just to can't like cancel out that buzz sound so by putting this cooling agent inside the xbox one x you're not going to have no overheat problems which most likely means you're not going to have any loud uh you're not going to have any loud exactly any loud humming sounds either you know the most you'll probably have it is it, it's probably going to be quieter than the xbox one s probably actually because it's smaller you know i always go the smaller the console is usually the more quieter it is because it doesn't yeah. have that much room inside of it to fit something big enough to make that much noise. So I like the well, look you, of... Well, you had a switch, you know, firsthand, so... Right, exactly. So so I like the, the size of it. I like the fact that, the, uh, like, a normal Xbox One controller is about half the size of the whole console. I like that. You could fit it in your backpack easily. You know, I'm a type of guy, I like taking my consoles to my friend's house. You could wrap an Xbox One X very easily in a towel. I used to do this shit all the time to make sure I didn't get no scratches on my system. You know, wrap it in a towel, put the cords in it and shit like that, and I'm off and I'm on the run. 
You know what I mean? So all in all, I think Microsoft did a fantastic job explaining the system to people first because the majority of people who watch E3, most of them are hardcore because they're tuning in. But yeah. the majority of people who watch it on demand are casuals. Because the people who yeah. want to watch it live are hardcore. The people who watch it later are casuals. So it's very important to explain it in full detail. That way, someone who doesn't really get it can grasp it. So I think, personally, I think Microsoft is doing a better job explaining this console than Sony ever has done with any of theirs, including the yeah, PS2. Oh, including PS2. Damn, that's 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 going back yes. a while. Yes, because because you have to also take into account the, the the degree of difficulty it takes to explain something like this. Because a parent is going to go into a store, right, and they're going to think. Mm -hmm. Remember, remember the parents who complained about the Wii U. They thought it was a peripheral for the Wii. Yeah, remember that. Oh, yeah, exactly. I it was an entirely that. new thing, right? There's going to mm -hmm. be some people who think. The, the Xbox One X is a peripheral and they're going to have to be explained in the store what it is. Well, now these people who probably are going to have the time in their hands to research it if their kid wants it. Now they can look up what it is and they can watch that press conference and they can see Phil Spencer. By the way, I got to give him a huge round of applause here. Phil Spencer, in my opinion, did an incredible job because. When you're the face of a company in a gaming division, you have to walk that thin line of being relatable, um, in intellectual, and you have to be a little bit cocky mm -hmm. because, because you have to have the confidence, the presence on that stage. It's almost like you're a performer because you have to convince people that even if they've never heard your song before, that this shit is hot before they've even heard the verse. You know, you've got to have that type of swagger. Phil, can you Yo. hear me? Yo, can you hear me? Yo. We'll fix, get it fixed. I get what Dave's saying. Um, we should uh, all, all get, you know, um, Xbox. Because the more I think about it is that now that there's three different consoles, yo, come in. You know, there's three different consoles. What's up? Oh, all right. Are you there? All right, I'm here. You're losing? Hey, man. Hey. Oh, we thought we lost you for a second. Hey, oh, hey, hey. You. Oh, hey, you did lose me for a second. I had to leave <laughs> and come back in. Hey, some Sony niggas is trying to dox us right now. They don't spend that real shit. Yeah, okay? like this. For all the people listening to this podcast on demand right now, maybe on iTunes, Spreaker, <laughs> whatever, SoundCloud, yeah. just know that some motherfuckers yeah, just interfered with us because I was spitting that hot <laughs> shit. Well, I'm gonna keep going. Yeah, well, go ahead, anyway, bro. I was just saying. I like. I was just saying that like, there's no, there's like, there's no reason not to have an Xbox One now, like any of the three brands. But yes. But, uh, so basically, all I was saying was Phil Spencer. He he rocked that shit like a legit performer. Okay. He he was able to show people. Can you still hear me? Yeah, okay. I can hear you. I don't, I don't know why it looked like it, for some reason it looked like my screen froze again. But uh 
he really rocked that shit, bro. And the reason why I believe he rocked that shit is because this man was taking low-key shots at Sony that was going over a lot of niggas' heads unless they really followed both companies heavily. For instance, yeah, Phil Phil Spencer brought a guy on stage to talk to talk about a uh, Forza Motorsport Seven, and when the dude came through. The dude took a legitimate shot at Drive Club, but he did it in such a sneak dissing way that most Sony cats watching the conference didn't even notice it. That's how that's how yeah. that's how prepared these motherfuckers are. That's how hungry these motherfuckers are. They want everyone to know the truth. Now I have a question about that. As we as we kind of go into the game, do you think that like as a, as a gamer, like, cause like being me being having a PlayStation and like watching that conference, cause like the idea for that conference is to have the Sony people buying Microsoft. I mean, buying Xbox One, right? Wouldn't you say that? Well, well, to like, well, that the the main idea of the of the press conference is to convince somebody who believes that they are perfectly fine just having one console to one another one, and that could be. No, an so I, was, I was agreeing with you. So That's I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm exactly. agreeing with you with that. Well, I was just I was just expanding on it a little bit further by saying it could be a Nintendo person, it could be a PC person. That's that's what the yeah. job is, and. And another thing I want to give Microsoft credit for with this Xbox One X. Did you see how many game trailers they had? Yeah, but with, but, with the native 4K logo at the bottom yeah, of the screen, they did that on purpose yeah, like, because Sony, they want to put Sony in a corner where they can never say 4K without lying to you. Yeah. And I appreciate Yeah, like that, that, that whole 4K thing is going to be interesting because like, you knew about the like I, we can go ahead and talk about seeing how the conference is over. You for somehow reason knew the specs before anybody else. And I thought that was impressive. So well, you, I, well see, I follow I, I follow a lot of guys that people would categorize as Xbots, as like Xbox fanboys. And, mm -hmm. and these cats, by the way, I, I just want to give them a shout out real quick. Shout outs to my brother Zaire. Shout outs to my brother uh Tim Dog, shout outs to the Mooch, shout outs to the crap gamer. All of them are on YouTube. And they talk a lot about Xbox. And the thing is, Xbox has been trailing Sony for so long. So I re truly respect their loyalty. And I respect the fact that they've never like just said, you know what? Fuck it. We're fighting a losing battle. Let's just go to Sony with everyone else. I respect the fact that they stood their ground. In some ways, I feel like I'm that way with LeBron James right now. But this isn't a sports podcast. But all I'm saying, <laughs> though, is I just feel like Sony got that Golden State Warrior swagger. You know, when they're yeah. when they're when they're in the lead, you feel me? Sony, they got they got a lot of shit to say. But when he gets close, mm -hmm. Sony gets that lemon booty. I talk about this shit all the time. <laughs> and and I'm gonna be honest with you, in this E3, I felt like Sony got the lemon booty, and I felt like Xbox <laughs> was going in for the game. Yeah, like so we're about to we're about to dive a little deeper into the A A Way moment, of course. But, but yeah, is, man, but but the 1X, bro, to, to just, you know, put a nice book on, on this 1X. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm this is my pitch to anyone that's on the fence about this 1X. If you're a gamer and you want the best possible experience out of the games that you play, I'm talking about just strictly casuals. If you were a casual gamer, you need to get this 1X because most likely you're only playing third-party games. This is the console for you. Now, if you're someone that is fixated with exclusives only, 
then that's where the argument starts to get a little bit more difficult because so one one could argue hey man why wouldn't you want to keep a playstation for this that and the third then the other side could say well why wouldn't you want an xbox for this that and the third all i can say to someone definitively is i'd i would recommend the xbox one x to anyone right now who currently doesn't have a console that's number one i will also recommend it to anybody right now who hasn't upgraded to the pro yet and I will also recommend it, recommend it to the people out there that only have a Nintendo Switch and they want another console that has games on it. I would say get the One X. Wait. Be because, yeah. because for those three different demographics, that's the only real upgrade you're getting. If you go and get a PS4 Pro right now, it'll be an upgrade, but it's not going to be big enough of an upgrade to warrant you spending money. Yeah. So that's, that's what, what I'm coming saying. to. And, and see, no, no, like... The the uh, not Nintendo, but Sony. This is why Sony is in a rush right now to come up with this PlayStation Five. It's because they know if they allow this generation to go on for three more years without any company coming out with a new system, I'm talking about them and Microsoft. I'm talking about creating the next generation. They know Microsoft will catch up and beat their ass to the point to to the point where when Generation Eight starts up. They will get destroyed. So do you so do you view the Xbox One X as a half step to the next generation? I view the Xbox One X. See, see, right now we're we're mid-gen. Technically, this is mid-generation. That's what I was asking. Yeah. You, 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 you like compare it like to like a iPhone 7 and iPhone 7S, maybe. That's what I'm asking. No, I wouldn't say that because I still have a 5S and I feel like I don't need a 7, right? Whereas gaming okay. is a little different. It, it really depends on what you need your cell phone for, right? And if it really depends on what you need your laptop for to make you upgrade. What do you need your system for that makes you need to upgrade? Yeah. Like me and you, we consider ourselves hardcore gamers because we're open to playing new IPs. We don't need someone to tell us a game is great to buy it. That type shit, mm -hmm. right? Whereas the majority yeah. of these gamers out here, bro, they need to be told a game is good because they're scared to spend their money and waste it. Yeah, okay? exactly. And, like, well, and but, my thing is you can't waste your money on a console that's 40% stronger than the competition. It's just not possible. And I guarantee you this PS5 that comes out, because people are talking about this price point is too expensive. This price point is not too expensive because if you take those exact same specs and build a PC with it, It'll cost you roughly the same amount, but you'll have to put in way more work. You can, like I uh, said, like my boy Seth Fulkerson said, like the first part of this, he can easily build a PC for $400. I'm like, damn, <laughs> okay. Right, and but but he has to, well, 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 your homeboy Seth, he most likely already knows how to do it. But let's say a casual gamer, though, they're going to have to spend hours of following tutorials. You know, they probably going to have to learn how to solder you know, connect wires to each other, shit like that. They're going to probably have to learn how to create their own, you know, box. Like, I remember my homeboy Chucky Hill back in high school. He had an uncle that created a custom PC for him. He used to play Halo 2 on his PC. He used to just hook up his Xbox 360 controller to it. I remember those days. Yeah. But, but, Chuck, never days. Learned, but Chuck never learned how to do it himself. The shit was over his head. And to a certain extent, and look, I have a huge background in modding. I mm. used to, I used to mod PS2s. I used to mod PS3s. I used to mod PSPs. So, so you know firsthand that if I modded all of these things, then clearly 
I would have no problem learning how to do these things with PCs as well. But you know what I'm saying? It really just comes down to the fact that Xbox, I can see the hunger in Xbox. I can see they want their title back. They want their spot back. Yeah. And Sony, I mean, but Sony, like I feel like they wanted their spot back on the PS3. And see, this console stuff, man, it's usually constantly switches hands, man. It's like the king of the hill. You feel me? You're the champion for a while, but eventually you lead your spot goes. Like you said, like like you said, like every like everything comes full circle. Every like every like we've all said like be like on like our old podcast and stuff that um like there's Sony's the juggernaut right now. It's just how it is, but we'll dive deeper into Sony later on the uh this podcast. Um what was I about to say? So you said the best experience possible. Because like I'll go ahead and tell you, like I am I am going to get an X. Like I haven't told you that yet. <laughs> I'm 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 proud so. of you. <laughs> but like, cause like I'll, I'll be straight up honest with you. I've said it from like the get go. Like when they announced the what the X, which which was the Scorpio last year, and like then they said the Xbox One S was coming out this like that last year. I was like, why would I buy that if the next console is going to be out in a year? Like. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not about to drop that much money on two consoles back to back in years. Right. But so I thought, so looking at it, like, it's just like, might as well for the 4K ability, because that's going to be cool. And like you said, 4K TVs are actually down in deals. I don't know if you've seen it yet. Oh, yeah. You know, I was working at Best Buy last year during Black Friday. They were down during that time. I was very yeah. tempted to buy one, to be honest. They had like 4K monitors. And, you know, like like when you really get into a hardcore gaming position, you start to invest more in monitors than TVs because the yeah. response time is much faster. So, like, mm -hmm. like, you'll be able to see it for real. But like you said, you're talking about all the game titles like. All those game titles, though, were timed exclusives. How did you feel about that? Like, just timed? Uh, well, at the end of the day, timed exclusives, I think, are stupid. It's like, either make it an exclusive or don't. Uh, I mean, like, they said Anthem was uh, timed. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> well, well, see, that that's a great game to make a timed exclusive because that game looks like it's going to use every single drop of 4K uh yeah. on the xbox that one x great, and bro. that's a game where people are going to get the x just to play that on there because they're not going to want to wait to play it on playstation if they know it's not going to be as good as looking so it's, it's going to come to a point where it's like first come first serve and uh but but all in all man to, to answer your question about the timed exclusives i don't like the timed exclusive uh mindset i think it's stupid but i have to blame sony for this because Sony is the ones constantly trying to get all of these exclusive market deals. And when Sony's out here spending more money on market deals than they do on making new games, then it creates a type of business model where everyone just wants to throw money at an at a, at a, at a advertisement as mm -hmm. opposed to throwing money at a developer. I mean, look I at mean, the like majority. I mean, if, 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 if you... Well, I'm just saying, if you look at all of the games uh, Sony showed at this E3, they all were games they already showed last year at E3. Yeah, they didn't yeah, show yeah, anything yeah. new. At least Microsoft showed th new things. And I think that's why yeah, Sony yeah. wasn't able to show new things, because Microsoft made it a point of emphasis to get those exclusivity uh, rights deals with those newer games. 
I mean, for the most part, all Sony really showed was like Destiny 2. I mean, and and and, and that's my problem. <laughs> and and that's my biggest problem with Sony though. Sony became what is trying to be, is basically doing what the 360 was doing. Let's just focus on triple A's, uh multiplats, triple A's. Look, that works out for you from 2014 to 2017 when Microsoft doesn't have a stronger console. The minute Microsoft gets one and they're going to have one at the end of this year, Sony's in trouble now because all those exclusivity rights deals that you have, oh, we get DLC free on Sony. That's good and all, but if your console isn't the strongest, no one's going to care no more. I mean, and like you even said that's that. what it means. Like you even said that exclusives were moving away, though, so like, what's the point? <laughs> well, well, at the end of the day, I mean, if you look at the majority of Sony's hit exclusives, because I don't even consider Horizon Zero Yawn a uh, hit exclusive. <laughs> I consider that a game that a whole bunch of people said was good because they had nothing else to play. And it's crazy because... For 40 on PlayStation right now. <laughs> hey, you, you know my motto. If it ain't 30, it ain't worthy. But, uh, <laughs> but, but, but all in all, man, a lot of people saying that game is dope. And it's like, uh, listen, the majority of people saying that game is good never play Witcher 3. So it's like, you don't know what a good game looks like. I'm sorry. Play you Breath know, of the Wild. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah, Breath of the Wild too. You know, and but but all in all, though, man, I just appreciate what Microsoft did because Microsoft. This is the first time Sony since 2013. This is the first time since 2013 they've legit felt pressure because look, look, they yeah. can have all of these uh, IGNs of the world and GameSpot. They can pay off all of these writers and reviewers to make it seem like their games are so impressive. They can keep doing that as much as they want. But eventually, the people, the consumer, the customer is always right. Eventually, the customer is going to get wise to what they're pulling, and they're going to go, man, this is straight trash. You feel me? Yeah. And, and people say, well, well Microsoft, like all they do is rehash the same exclusives over and over again. Well, Sony does, too. They just put a different title and, on it. I mean, look at and Nintendo. So. I mean, look at the Days Gone game. Tell me that doesn't look like Last of Us. Like, come on now. It's the same. It's the same thing. It's like, man, <laughs> okay. this, no, no variation. You know what I'm saying? No innovation. <laughs> you know, I, I can't. I look. What was your like? Which which IP game from Microsoft got like would make you want to play it? Like, I know you say it's the greatest, but like, I, I really, besides I really, Anthem, like, I really like I, Ashen. I really liked Ashen. Looked really good. Ashen. Yeah, Ashen. Uh, Ashen. You didn't see the trailer for Ashen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. I get that Ashen looked, looked real good. good. Uh, Cuphead looked very different. It looked like one of those fighting fighting games that just looks really different. It looks really really interesting. I'd want to check that out. Dragon Ball Z though. Uh, oh my god. Well, like... You know how I feel about Dragon Ball Z at this point in my life. I think it needs to just <laughs> R.I.P. and die off. <laughs> they're ruining. They're ruining my childhood. You know what's crazy though is that I was talking to Jacob like the day before, and he said that we were looking at some other game, and he said like, "Yeah, they're rumored to do the Dragon Ball a uh, Dragon Ball Z game," and then also the next day they dropped that shit. I'm like, really? <laughs> well, see, this is my whole thing. You mean to tell me Xenoverse Two was that trash that they had to make this trash? <laughs> like, I mean, just be honest. I mean, if you already are in the 3D realm, what makes you go back to 2D? That's a bad sign. That's a bad sign. I wasn't going to. Like, the bad thing is, though, I didn't like Xenoverse at all. That's just me. Well, see, Fuck I didn't play shit. two. <laughs> I played one a lot, and then eventually I got tired of it. 
because I was like, all right, I'm I'm just I'm just tired of the shit. But but all in all though, you know what I'm saying? There's only so many times you could do the same combo, knock someone down, charge up, and then do a special. It's only so many times you could do all that before you go, okay, this is boring. I kind of feel the same like, way okay, about Naruto Storm like, to an extent. Okay, we were like a lot of people like Seth, we like we talked about how I said like you're gonna be the closer. And he's like, You wanna know something? That was like one of your best podcasts. I like something different because it was spicy and I like that shit. I was like, oh, I, I, I'll let you know day. that. So he's like, it's something different. With that being said, though, Frank's real. I feel like I felt like the Microsoft really sold me, but like I'll probably get it for the four because of the, uh, the timing of when the game comes out. But when they showed Assassin's Creed and it had a black guy, I was like, well. Yeah, that was dope too. I mean, I mean the the majority. Let me just like keep it all the way a thousand. Microsoft didn't really. They showed a lot of exclusives, but they didn't show a lot of AAA exclusives. That was probably the only blind spot in their entire thing, you know. Yeah. Like, but but at the end of the day, though, I have more faith in Microsoft going forward than I do in Sony going forward. Sony, for the most part, they showed a lot of games that had no release dates. And whenever a company shows you something without a release date, they just they just throw out the the number twenty eighteen, and it's mm-hmm. like okay, well you threw out twenty seventeen last year, now you're mm-hmm. throwing out twenty eighteen this year. It's probably gonna be twenty nineteen next year. And who's to say we're gonna even care about yeah. Spider Man a year after the movie drops? Okay, Sony dropped the ball, in my opinion. They should have had this movie <laughs> ready. I mean, this game ready for when the movie came out. That's how they used to always do it back in the day. I don't yeah. know why all of a sudden they need and 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 let me call a spade a spade too while I'm here, Perry. You know, a boy, a boy, I gotta keep it all the way a thousand <laughs> real quick. That Spider Man, everybody like, oh man, it looks so great, bro. I have never seen that many QTEs in thirty seconds in my life. Like, bro, <laughs> all it is is Batman. All it is is Arkham City detective mode mixed in with QTEs. And and that's about it. I mean, I mean, really, like it did not look like a game where I was like, oh, this is something new. It just felt like Batman oh, well, Arkham Knight. Like I, I like I'm not done. I'm not done with the Spider-Man topic, but like I'm yeah, yeah, well, I'm, Assassin's Creed round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just I'm just throwing I'm just throwing hella hot takes around because at the end of the day, yeah, like we got like, like you have people, no idea. Like we're the, like the stuff we people just... think is is impressive from Sony is ironically the stuff people say uh, it looked okay from Microsoft. But all like, in all, like, to me like... personally, there wasn't a single game in this conference that really had me mind blown besides Anthem. I feel like Anthem was yeah, the like, only Anthem, game. like Anthem, Anthem like set the tone for everything. I was like, so is there gonna be online play only online? They said, yeah. I'm like, okay. I'll be straight up honest with you. I was watching it with my dad, but you know, it's in the fucking uh, uh, stream cut out. I'm like, really? Beautiful. This shit was looking amazing. Beautiful game. Huh? Beautiful. It was looking amazing. I, I mean, I, I it felt like if you had like this is the analogy I came up with. If you had Destiny and you put it in a blender. And then you threw in a game like uh, what was the game called uh that I mentioned last time? Uh, Dark Void. Threw that into Damn. a blender, and then you also put in a game like uh, damn, I for I forgot Shit. I forgot the other the other game I was thinking of. Uh, like some mobile and, 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 and Titan and Titanfall. That's what I said. If you put Titanfall 
if you put destiny and you put dark void into a blender and you spin it out and then you put it into a cup and then you say drink this that's what anthem is to me and i think it looks incredible because dark void i don't know if you remember dark void it was a game on the 360 and ps3 and it was mainly about a guy who could just use his jetpack to fly around and people had a lot of high expectations for the game when they first started seeing it at E3. And then as more and more stuff started getting released for the game, they realized, wait a minute, so the only thing you can do is use your fucking jet boosters? This is boring. The fact that on yeah. this game, you can use your jet boosters to to travel faster towards places, have to deal with a whole bunch of obstacles, stuff like that. Then you could jump down, get on your feet, then it turns into a standard first-person shooter. Like The game just looks incredible. Now, the only thing I can hope, because yeah. because from what I'm being told, Anthem is being made by Bethesda, right? No, it's Bioware who made Mass Effect, I think. Oh, I thought this was Bethesda. Okay. So, see, someone told no, me no, no, Bethesda, Bethesda showed this at this at their show. Okay. Oh, no, no. Well, Bethesda, now you talk about Sony dropping the ball. We'll talk about that here in a minute. So Okay, okay. <laughs> well, well, at the but end yeah. of the day, though. There's a reason why Microsoft made it a point of emphasis to make sure that they were the ones to show off Anthem and not Sony. They made it a point of yeah. emphasis. But just show off that 4K quality and like the, like that shit looked beautiful. I was like, yeah, I definitely got to get one. Like everyone's like, why don't you just get a 1S? I'm like, no, nah, I don't know about that. That's If you're going to get a 1S, you better off not getting a 1 at all. Like like if you're going to make them, I know, if you're right? going to switch over at this moment. I mean, at this time, you might as well just wait for the X. It really does not benefit you in any way to get a cheaper version. Like, no, like, is it like, yeah, like if you you're going to spend like your you said, money, like, spend like it on something said, that looks better than the four you already got? Like you said, like you, like you said, it's kind of what's sound like. If we're gamers, all we should care about is the fucking games. Like, no one cares about like what system. Like you said, like you don't brand yourself with being a Sony fanboy or a Microsoft fanboy. You just go where the best game, like you can get the best experience. And that's the problem, biggest problem I have with uh, Sony because Sony parades themselves around as being some pioneer of what it really means to truly put gamers first and care about AAA multiplats. But Sony's the one yeah. that's putting their foot in, in the way of allowing all of these different systems to all have cross network gameplay. You know, Sony's the one who refused to to play, let their players play against Xbox Live players. Why is it that Nintendo, the number one company who's scared for little kids to be in a game chat with a with a grown up, why are they okay with Xbox players being able to do cross network play with with, with Rocket yeah, League? Yeah, they're okay with doing that with Xbox. But Sony's not okay with doing it. Like, hold up. And now Sony's trying to come up with this excuse. Oh, well, if something happens, we won't we won't be able to figure out who did it because they'll be on another network. It's like Sony, who cares? Yeah, like, like who cares? Else. But, well, like but said, that's just an excuse, though. That's an excuse because Sony knows, Perry. I'm 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 gonna be very adamant in what I say right now. Sony knows <laughs> that if they allow Xbox, if they allow those two networks to connect all the Sony players are going to be at a disadvantage because they're going to notice how much better the Xbox players' connections are. Immediately. 
immediately. And, th and that's what Sony guys don't really realize. Because the majority of people with PS4s, they have never switched over to Xbox this whole generation. They felt very content in their decision. Whereas Xbox guys like me, I started off with a 1, got a 4, got a 1 again. Then I got the 1S. Then I ended up getting the Pro. Then I got a, a Switch. Then I got a, the 4 again. And now I plan on getting the X. So I've had every single console of this generation so far. So I can honestly tell you firsthand that a lot of people are just stubborn and they don't want to switch. But the thing is, if they see enough of their friends get an X, they're going to get it. They're going to get it. They don't have a choice. And just and just for the record, no pun intended. Every time we say switch, we're Nintendo switch. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and all in all, man, I, I just really take that to an offense that the company that's acting like they're for the players is trying to dictate what the players can do with the game they pay for. I thought, like, like, oh, go ahead. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm just saying at, at the end of the day, if I spend my money on a game that's available on every console and the Xbox is able to play against the PC crowd, they're able to play against the switch crowd. Like I wouldn't be surprised if FIFA ended up being a cross network oh, game to play on the switch. Wow, that's, PC that's, and that's, Xbox. That's, that's, that's definitely the Nintendo section of this shit. And I'm, that no, it's actually EA, the EA section because we have, we still got to cover that. But well, like, see, that's what the I thing, though. If Sony's the only company that won't allow people to play FIFA against each other on all the other networks, then no one's gonna want to buy FIFA on Sony's system. Exactly, I get exactly. And, and, exactly and if Sony saying. keeps that up, then everyone is gonna choose their AAA multiplat on the One X before Sony. Or at least the Switch before Sony, because they're going to know, well, at the end of the day, the pros of getting this uh, multi-plat AAA on the, on the Switch is I can take it wherever I go and play it. If I get it on the 1X, it's going to be the most powerful version of it, and I can still play against people with the Switch and PC. If I get it on PC, I could still yeah. play it on Xbox because they have the share play. So what benefit do I have to get a multi-plat on PlayStation anymore? It's like Sony went from the company that you want to go to for the multi-plat to the company no one wants to touch for the multi-plat in a matter of a week. And that's because of how well Xbox did explaining themselves. Sony's in trouble. Yeah, like, like that whole crossplay shit was awesome. But like I was talking about the Assassin's Fury, like you don't understand like what I was saying is that if that, like you said, if that character wasn't black, I don't think anybody would play it. And like I talked well, to people. Wait, 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 wait. Let me take that. Hey, hold up. I, I, I gotta, I gotta let you know, Perry. If the character uh, wasn't black, people would still get it. I mean, but like, what's fun? Like, you, I don't think you would get it. We think you would get it. Well, well, to be fair, I've the only Assassin's Creed I've ever beat was three, and that was about a black slave. So uh, <laughs> it really, I, I, still, but, I, mean, I still like, have mixed feelings about that, this black. I'm saying that they got the setting. Room, to be honest. So uh, I'm saying that they got they got the setting right. I'm like that would have been weird if they didn't get the setting right. Because like but, you talked about Horizon Zero Dawn, like man, but, whatever. But, but Perry, you you got you got to really think about it though. Uh, at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? You know, Kratos could have been black in God of War. They chose to make him white. So no, you don't understand though. I was, I was talking to my friends from work, and I said like, "That's cool that they got an Egyptian that was black to play it." And they looked at me and said, "What's wrong? like? There's nothing like. What are you talking about?" I'm like, "I'm." I looked at them and said, "Name another black character in a video game," and they just stood there like for like ten minutes and couldn't CJ say anything. from San Andreas gonna be the only nigga they think about. You feel me? Exactly. Well, exactly. So it's good to see diversity, and and that's all I was saying. Like that's good that they went that route. 
But yeah, yeah, it's definitely good they went that like we're saying, I agree with you wholeheartedly. It's just that <laughs> I'm worried that because this main character is going to be black, that it's going to have a lot of stereotypical shit going on in the story instead of like oh, yeah. historically factual shit. That's that's what I'm worried. Yeah, about. I get what you're saying. Because I mean, it looks like you can climb up pyramids and stuff like that. I think that's going to be really cool. But at the end of the day, though, that's going to get boring. You know, and how much? Yeah. And they like said, "Look, they like said they took too much of the Breath of the Wild stuff." I'm like, "Hmm, okay." Huh. Oh, so you <laughs> climb up pyramids to unlock the map or something? Yeah, because I'm because like, I'm okay. assuming you're not jumping off the pyramid to land in hay. It's too far of a drop. <laughs> Gonna break your neck. Like, Am I still falling? <laughs> Splat. <laughs> no, let's talk about EA. Because we watched that, well, we we listened to that shit together. Yeah. What did you think of that conference? Man, fuck EA. <laughs> Look, man. What? I'm so tired of EA's bullshit. These motherfuckers, <laughs> motherfuckers really think I should be impressed about fucking Star Wars? Really, bro? <laughs> like, like, y'all took all of these niggas from Battlefield. Y'all had another two years to create some shit, and you couldn't even show us videos of the campaign. You couldn't show us anything. <laughs> but then you bring out this very attractive woman, by the way. You bring her out to speak on the campaign, but we can't see her in the game. Like it's like, oh my god, this is a terrible decision on their part. And then you know she's she's explaining to us what her job is in Star Wars, the game. And I'm like, we don't care. We really don't. We just want to see gameplay, you know? And I think EA thought they, they did a great decision by picking her because, you know, there's a lot of nerds watching. They're probably ch choking the chicken to the side of her. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, <laughs> man, look, let's be about the game here, okay? Another problem I got with this Star Wars game is why are none of these buildings destructible? And then that's when a whole bunch of fanboys go, hold on, Dave, look at this video. There was a building that did, got destroyed. Uh, a building? And that was the fucking objective, to destroy that building. Do you that's feel like it, because you think they had, like, uh, they still have, like, an affiliation with Disney? You think that's the problem, maybe? Yeah, but, I mean, destroying a building isn't the personification and example of violence. Yeah, I get what you're saying. You know, it, you're already curious. shooting another soldier. You know, for for Disney to say, "Hey, hey, you can kill each other, but don't destroy this monument." Like, what? This is a fictitious monument. You feel me? Like, it's, it's not like we're playing. Uh, it's not like we're playing a uh, Metal Gear Solid Sons of Liberty or some shit, and we're going up to the Liberty Building and we're destroying something there. Like, I mean, come on now. Like, it's not even. It's not. It doesn't even equate the same. So I just think they were lazy. I think they just want to make a good-looking mm -hmm. game on the surface. They want to stay true to the Star Wars ethos, and that's what they're dedicating the majority of their time to, making the lasers sound realistic, you know, making all of the, you know, voices sound realistic. You know, they care more about the sound effects, in my opinion, than they do actually the immersion. Well, I mean, I guess that does play into the immersion, but I just think they care less about the gameplay and more about how the game sounds and looks. Yeah. My problem, like, I'm going to tell you my biggest problem with them is that fuck FIFA. Uh, that's bold words coming out of me, but Man, fuck from FIFA. what EA did to what they did to Nintendo, that's some bullshit. Okay, so so, <laughs> like, so so I tried to watch 
all of the Nintendo stuff because I didn't I didn't see the FIFA stuff about Nintendo during the E3 presentation. Oh no 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 no! It was it was right after the EA conference. They even mentioned it during it. Okay, so they Both didn't they didn't mention things. it during it. I was like, where's the where's the uh, Switch talk? So so what did they say? Okay, you know, it's going to be 1080p when it's docked. So it, which is cool. So you get like the highest frame rate possible. When okay. it's undocked, it's 720. Okay. Okay, a little frame rate drop. That's fine. I mean, that's what Zelda but, was in reality. Like, I mean, like we get we get the season mode, we get all the modes, but we don't get Alex Hunter. I'm like, fuck y'all for not giving us the full game. Then wait, wait, wait hold on, Perry, hold on. <laughs> uh, let, let me be honest with you. Y'all lucked out. I'm not gonna y'all lucked it, out like, by not getting that shit. To be honest with you, <laughs> like, that shit's but, lame. Like, but like, might as well give us the full fucking game and not just cut it out. Let's just. It's bullshit. To I, me, I, I agree. I agree, though. I mean, if you if you pay <laughs> sixty for something, you should be able to get everything on it. You know, I'm trying to get that for the thirty now. But but I think I know. <laughs> but I but I think I know why they don't want to put that on there because look, all the videos I've seen of FIFA so far on the Switch, they've been very quick. They've been very like like kind of like they just show you the handheld footage of it. So it's like a smaller screen within a screen. It's like they're scared to show us the real graphics of the Switch with FIFA. Mm-hmm. And that worries me because I have a feeling this game is going to look like dog shit. OK, I got a feeling it's going to yeah. look like a fucking PSP port. OK, and that's what I'm worried about, because if they can't put that Alex Hunter shit on there, because trust me, the Alex Hunter shit, it's not like the graphics get much better. It's just a whole bunch of more, a whole bunch more voiceover work that goes into it. That's about it. You know, it's not really ground groundbreaking, the stuff that they do with that story mode. I played a little bit of it on FIFA 17. But um, but yeah, man, but but all in all, man, if they can't put that on there, I think call me crazy. I think some of that may play to the fact that. Um, Nintendo Switch doesn't use uh, Blu-rays. I think I think we're getting to a point now where mm-hmm. when you're dealing with like uh, multi-plats, I think because two games are dealing with Blu-rays and one isn't, now one could argue, well, at the end of the day, you could just always have an SD card, which is like bigger in size. You know, that's true. But I think at some point, though, these Blu-rays do offer something different in terms of, I think, there's just a lot of coding that works better on a Blu-ray disc than it would work on a um, a standardized uh, uh, SD card, and I just think that's just the way it is in this gaming age that we're the landscape we're dealing in. I mean, a lot of people buy their stuff digital anyway, so it's almost as if they're putting their games on SD cards on their PlayStation's and Xbox. But still, I think I think the Switch, I think they just shot themselves in the foot big time. Because yeah, we'll we'll get to that section. Save it. Save it. Save it. Save it. Save it. Save I, it. No, no, I feel you. I'm just talking about strictly <laughs> the FIFA comment. Like you know, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I think they're shooting themselves because if FIFA FIFA is not a very taxing game graphically, so if they can't even put all of those game modes on it, one has to wonder how much can you really put on an SD card. For the Switch, because there's no guarantee, because these Switch SD cards could be locked at like 50 gigs or something that we don't know about right now. Yeah, you you just don't know. I get what you're saying, because there's more to it, and we we're not for sure about it. But EA, man, they need they need a hey, EA been fucking up for a long time though. Let's not act like we're surprised they fucked but, up. But like, how do you feel about all these mod player modes? It's like really. I think it's contributing to the beta male era that we're living in right now in society. 
everyone wants to create a perfect version of themselves and, and live vicariously through them instead of go and do it themselves in real life. <laughs> I mean, that's just the truth, bro. All these people are obsessed with it. Like, oh, man, well, well, in my mind, player, we lost the finals the first year, but we won it the second. Did you play a Hall of Fame? No, it's too hard. How you lose the finals the first year? It was hard. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like I remember, you know, in K-State, I remember playing. That was the first time in my life I played a whole season of my player, bro. Ever since, I've never been able to get through a whole full season. Since, like, maybe 20, 2010, 2011. You feel me? But, see, that was back when I was younger, and I actually didn't look at it as a grind. Like, oh, I got to play another game before the All-Star break. Back then, I just loved the game. I just loved playing 2K. Now, 2K, they've, they've over... They, they they just over-engineered the game to the point where it's like, bruh, I need to fucking, I have a fucking layup meter? Like, what? Why do I need a meter for a layup? It's a layup. You know what I mean? Like, what? Do you but, feel like that's crazy, though, is that 2K doesn't go to E3 at all? They don't have to, Perry, because they know that they got the game by the balls, NBA-wise. <laughs> I mean, did you see that NBA Live? I know you saw. We was watching it together, weren't we? We watched that shit together. That shit was like, really? Bro, are you serious? Like, <laughs> you, you know your game is trash when all you want to do is show handles. You don't even want to show the game. You like, show you know what? Like Lamar and think it's good. Exactly. <laughs> and, and I'm so tired of hearing that DNA song, bro. I will shoot myself in the head if I hear it one more time. And God, I actually like that song. That's a problem. It's in my DNA. <laughs> Like I, I, I wish Kendrick would have dropped that in the winter time now because, bruh, it's annoying me hearing that song. But, but I mean, it is what it is. But, but EA, I personally don't believe they showed a single game that was impressive. I, yeah. I, I didn't see one. Even no, Destiny no. Two, I think, looks like trash. I mean, you can say, well, that's Bungie. So, but uh, what was it? Uh, no, they, they Anthem. You could say. Well, I count that as Bioware. I'm not giving <laughs> Electronic Arts credit for that. <laughs> I, get, I get what you're saying. Now let's dive into this uh, Sony talk. Because, like, let's be honest. The NBA Finals was the same day as that shit. We, know, we both know the Warriors won, but we both, I like, from your post and my, like, me not talking at all, we, were, we, we didn't watch the Finals because – Sony was going. Yeah, I definitely missed, like, the first half. Like, did you feel what – like, you said it mostly through, but what were your downfalls of it? Like, what were you hoping for? Because, like, I know a lot of people say, like, well – you actually said it in one of your posts, like, they need to show you Final Fantasy Seven, but, like I, – I, said, I said three things needed to happen for me to be impressed by Sony. Number one – they got to show Final Fantasy VII. Number two, they had to show me God of War, which they did. And number three, they had to show me the PlayStation 5. They showed <laughs> me one out of those three things. Because after Xbox dropped that bomb with that one X, I'm sorry, Sony. You should at least told niggas PS5 is coming. I'm, I'm, I, let's just go back to this Xbox, though. I was watching that shit with my dad. And also they talk about backwards compatibility, and also they showed Xbox. Only original Xbox. Oh, that's another thing. Like, the, fact that, the fact that backwards compatibility, why isn't Sony giving this up? Why are they trying to hold their nuts? No, 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 just get PlayStation now, man. P pay us $5 a month to play a PS1 game. It's really good. Like, 
fuck out of here, bro. Yeah, like that. Like I like I looked at my dad and said that was a bomb. Like that in itself is a bomb. Like that's. I mean, there are so many classic ex- original Xbox games, and, and 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 what a lot of people don't realize is, number one, this helps the game stops of the world. This helps them because what do they got? Hella used old retro games. So now motherfuckers is going back to their store to buy those games. Now GameStop can price mark those shits and raise the price up. If they were originally $199, they could move them shits up to $10 and they could make, what, 400% the profit immediately? You feel me? Yeah. So, so 500% the profit. All I'm saying is this helps the entire gaming industry when you allow backwards compatibility because it allows a kid who might not be ready to just jump right in and play these next-gen games yet he can play this old school game and and learn at his own pace. That's what we had to do. Yeah, exactly. But the majority of these kids, they're jumping right into Call of Duty by the age six. They're being desensitized to violence so young that when it happens in front of them, they're like, "Oh, who cares?" Mm-hmm. But like you said, like we were talking about Sony, like they show God of War. What did you think of it? Um. I thought it. I lo- okay. Uh, let me say this. It it looked in. It definitely looked beautiful, as all God of Wars do. And I told the story in my original in my original episode on your podcast about how I got God of War on my birthday, and I had the mm-hmm. choice of what game I wanted to get, and I just happened to choose it, and I took it to my homeboy's crib, and we enjoyed the hell out of it, the three of us. Well, looking back on the kid that I was then, enjoying God of War, and looking at it now, it doesn't feel like a God of War game no more to me. It doesn't. It, it it feels like to me. It feels like Last of Us. I'm gonna have to go back to what I said initially. It feels like Sony is too busy trying to make these Last of Us games. Yo. It's like it's like, bro. The thing they made God of War Code was Kratos trying to get his family back. Now that he's yeah. finally got them back, it's almost like, well, what is his real motivation? But, Just well, to protect wait. them? That's well, it. But thing is, though, this is a re re reimagination of God of War. It's not even the same Kratos or some shit, which is kind of like, huh? Oh, yeah. well, well, if they already admitted that much, then that's damage <laughs> control. That's damage control completely. That's Sony basically knowing, oh, someone's not going to like this. So let, let's hit them with some bullshit and tell them, oh, we meant to make it look like ass. Like what? <laughs> Come on now. What, a reimagination. Yeah. That's what that's that, that's what I said to my ex chick when I was when 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 one night I didn't want to take her out. Oh, this is a reimagination of our relationship. Like, come <laughs> on, man, you can't just come up with that excuse after the fact. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, bro, like, bro, let's be real. It looks like one of those games where you're just doing constant escort missions, where you got to protect the little kid. Oh like, no no no! He like they they even said that you don't like he's not going to be a burden. He's going to be like Ellie in like The Last of Us. I'm like, oh, shit. oh see, see, Perry, you just <laughs> said it. Like Ellie in The Last of Us. It's Last of Us. It's basically Last of Us War. Let's just call it Last of Us War. <laughs> like for real, man. This she's trash, bro. Like, and I love Kratos, bro. Like, like it's like. It's like Sony knows in the back of their mind they cannot make another God of War game without Kratos. Kratos is the one person that makes God of War work. Whereas with Uncharted, they can make some fake ass spin off shit with like two women and have people go, yeah, 
I'll play that, even though she does exactly what Drake does, and uh, it's going to be linear pathways that just immediately collapse on me, and I have to to repeatedly tap triangle to to get up. And and like, like we'll talk about that too, because like I like like you don't know that you probably do. Like I love Uncharted, like, but when they announced that that like that game was supposed to be DLC, like the one that they showed, and. By the way, Tom, I don't know if your name is Tom, but you got fired that day for like not having the volume right. I don't know if you had that problem too. Oh bro. yeah, yeah, yeah. The volume <laughs> was messed up at the beginning. And, but, and, and see, and see, and see. Here's another thing. I'm glad you mentioned this. What was up with Sony showing all that DLC? Uh, but the thing is, though, that's not the 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 the. Untold- no, no, no. I'm I'm talking at the beginning of their presentation. They yeah. showed so much DLC. They showed like four different DLCs in a row. Yeah, like like, like that the Uncharted game. That's no longer DLC. That's a it's a standalone game. But it's not. It's gonna be probably four hours longer than it was intended. And yeah, so still feel like a DLC game, but it's, but it's selling for forty dollars. Like, uh, I was like, uh, huh? I was like, well, maybe it, clearly they're selling it for forty because they know that the campaign is very short. But so, they're trying to, but they're trying not to call it DLC because no one will feel the need to buy it. So they're yeah. kind of that's why it's forty and not twenty and not sixty. It's like that middle range of being DLC and also being a new IP. And then, and, and 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 that's my biggest problem with Sony, man. They bullshitting us, bro. Like, mm-hmm. like that game did not look impressive at all. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because I don't follow the the ethos of Uncharted, so I don't understand the impact of this black woman um, and this white girl. I don't really understand yeah, like, why they're so important. They're awesome. Just I like if it weren't for them. Are they lesbians? Like, no, they're not lesbians. Hell no. Okay. Well, Direct I can't smash both of them. <laughs> well, well, I can't help but feel like. This looks like a rehashed version of the Last of Us DLC, which involved a black girl and a white girl as well. So I kind of feel like Sony is constantly doing the same thing. They're they're basically giving they're basically giving the gamer the exact same scenario, but they're putting a new title on it, and people are buying it. You know, because like you know, I'm going to check it out. But like, I'll go ahead and tell you this: I was talking like someone at work. They were talking about we were talking about Horizon Zero Dawn. I said, "Yeah, they showed the DLC for it." I'm like, I asked him, "Like, are you going to play the DLC?" He's like, "No, I traded that shit in." I'm like, "Wait, what? I thought you loved it?" He's like, "I beat it. I don't want to play it anymore." I was like, "Damn, bro, that that's how I feel. I feel about Breath of the Wild. It's like, like, like when, like, I'm not trying to get into Nintendo shit now, but I'm just saying though, at the end of the day, it's like." comes out so much later than your game and your game is a single player game with no online capabilities you can't expect people to hold on to it and wait for the dlc now now if they bought the pass i feel like they owe it to themselves to not just waste their money and keep the game but at the same time they can make that money right back by selling the game so it's, it's hard to convince that person to keep the game for three months after its release just so they can enjoy some dlc that doesn't really look that impressive to begin with yeah like that that horizon zero dawn should like it looked like terrible to me i'm like like i I guess i don't have the game and like like it was like you said it's in that realm of like you play breath of the wild and then you like you personally convinced me to like look like you like your podcast about being influenced witcher is definitely an influence you should play it and like I'm pretty sure we'll do a podcast on just basically The Witcher. 
So when you go from Zelda into The Witcher you, and you look at Horizon Zero Yawn, like you like to call it, it's like, yeah, no, it's not touching either one of these games. And, so. and, and let's be real. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn was only able to look as good as it does because of all of the fog that they put into the game. So so, so the actual, like, view distance, the, the like, uh, I forgot the actual, like, term for it. Uh, but but the actual distance that you can look into like afar into the game, it's actually covered up by fog. So that allows the camera and the uh, the concentration of the graphics to focus solely on what's right in front of you. And that's why it looks so beautiful. You know, that's why games like GTA have all those texture pop ins and stuff, because they have so many things going on in the world at one time that the game is constantly thinking. It's constantly generating new stuff. You know what I'm saying? Whereas no. Horizon Zero Dawn, for the most part, from the mo from what I've been told, it's a game full of fetch quests and machines. So no. yeah, like I said, I guess I'll try it out. But that'd be like, like you said, I have a catalog. I'll, I'll always have a catalog. That'd probably be like at the very last of the catalog. <laughs> yeah, the whole purpose of having a back catalog is to keep the worst games in the back catalog and make sure all the great ones get played. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's just the truth. Yeah, exactly. But like you were, we were talking about Days Gone. How did you feel like when you saw Days Gone? No, like you saw Stay of Decay two, then Days Gone. How did you feel about that? Uh, personally, I think Days Gone, without a doubt, looks better than State of Decay two. But I think State of Decay two looks more fun to play. Mm. So, you know, it, it really comes down to. What's more important to you? I think Days Gone is going to be a, a try-hard game. It's going to take itself a little too seriously. Um, just looking at this, first off, by, by just watching the gameplay footage, I'm I'm so confused what the game is even about. Like, okay, there's zombies. Okay, there's people. It looks like a wannabe, a wannabe Last of Us game. I, I was going to say wannabe Walking Dead game. I well, said that. I can't say that because I think State of Decay Two is more of a Walking Dead game. Oh, okay. Because State of Decay 2, you actually, you know what I'm saying, you, you actually, like, find new people, like, online type stuff. Y'all do missions together. Y'all can create your own civilization together, like, grow plants and, you know what I'm saying, build stuff. Like, to me, that looks more of a, like, I don't know if you know a game that's on PC. It's pretty popular. It's still in this beta phase, or it might be still in this alpha phase. It's called DayZ. I know a lot of people that play that game a lot, and that's a survival type, you know, zombie kind of game. And there's a lot of game modes to it, and people really like it because it has a cult fan base. And it's and it's like one of those games where the graphics on it don't look good. Like the majority of the people who enjoy it are people that really care about their PCs, like ability to really pump out them ultra settings. Daisy isn't a game meant for ultra settings, but people still love it. They care about ultra settings, so it lets me know that. At the end of the day, those zombie type games are best when you can play them co-op with your friends. That's the reason why Left 4 Dead was such a success for the 360. Number one, it's because it was an exclusive. Number two, it was because it was a co-op game you could play online, couch co-op. And State of Decay, the original one, I might be wrong, but I think that was a couch co-op game itself. So, and I'm also, I'm also, you know, I'm I'm just excited for the fact that State of Decay 2 looks like a game that I might not buy. But if my friend had it, I would play it and give it a chance. Man, we just talked. You just said couch game. How the fuck did you feel? I know how you felt. Let's go ahead and tell the listeners. 
How did you feel about that A Way Out game? <laughs> a Way Out. Hold on, wait. Which one was A Way Out? EA's uh, game where you're like two people. Oh, that trash. <laughs> oh, my God. I know what you're talking about now. Oh, man. If they don't get their big prison break, the video game. Boy, this stuff look garbage, boy. This stuff look like Uncharted 4 in pre-alpha. It's like, what is up with these textures? The graphics look terrible. It looks like yeah. a it looks like a, a PlayStation 2 game, for crying out loud. It's like, bro, no one cares about you two dudes. And they're like, oh, but we split the screen. Look, look at what you can watch a cutscene on one half, and you can play the game on the other half. I'm like, uh, you know other games did this too. For instance, Witcher 3 has many missions. No spoiler, but Witcher 3 also has, you know, s several scenes where one half of the screen is cut off so you can watch what's going on. And in the other half, you got to do something while that's going on, you know. So it's not like this game is like innovative at all, you know. And on top of that, I mean, just watching it, the trailer, it didn't it didn't rope me in at all to care about these guys. It's like, yeah. so what are these guys doing here? Oh, true. Who cares? Yeah, like I, I, I just forgot to mention it. Like, because that was an EA game. I was like, oh yeah, like they, you know, they consider that one of the best games at E3. I was like, I don't know about that, y'all, y'all, IGN, y'all might be trying a little too hard. But <laughs> 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 that's just me. But a lot of people, like including me, were excited for the Monster Hunter game that Sony announced. How did you feel? Uh, well. I feel like the majority of Sony dudes that are excited about Monster Hunter are motherfuckers that never really played Monster Hunter, but they're just happy to have something. Oh, you know, well, I played it for Nintendo, I'm, so. Well, see, I, I'm a Tokiden Kiwame fan, and if people have played Tokiden, they know that that's essentially Monster Hunter. So I don't see why someone would be extra excited about Monster Hunter when they already had a game like that on their system but never gave it a chance because it wasn't called Monster Hunter. That lets me know that they're not really interested in the genre. They've just heard the genre's popular, so they're excited. So that, that's where I'm coming from on it. I feel like a lot of people acting like Monster Hunter is impressive are people that won't really play it. Um, yeah. it's one of those games where you know it, it's self-explanatory in the title. You just go around. You know, it's a co-op game. You can play with your friends online as well. You go around. You kill a monster. You take parts of it, and then you create armor from that monster's parts. You just constantly wash, rinse, repeat. Wash, rinse, repeat. You know, it's not really a game that's really that storyline driven. From what I remember playing those games, uh, it's mainly just a game that's just you know meant to collect yeah. like a whole bunch of rare armor by fighting a whole bunch of tough monsters with yeah. your friends, well, which like, isn't a bad thing or nothing. But no, at no, the end no. of the day, though, the games like that, they have an expiration date to me. Yeah, like they really do. Um, like I said, like a lot of them, like Jacobs, they were saying like they really wanted that game on the PlayStation or like on a console because of the fact that it was only in Nintendo 3DS. So like when they saw that announcement, they got really excited. They were like, oh my God, we get to play it. I'm like, yeah. But like yeah. I said, it's really fun because like I play it for the Wii. But, but the better question is, why isn't that game on the Switch? I just, exactly. You feel me? <laughs> like that's supposed to be Nintendo's like baby Monster Hunter. Yeah, exactly. You feel me? I was upset with that too. And that's now, what I'm, I, I mean, we ain't got to get into that now. But. but how did you feel about Shadow of the Colossus? Like, you know, I care about that studio. Straight trash. <laughs> this is another, this is another bait and switch by Sony. Aoi, Aoi. This is another bait and switch by Sony. 
We're not going <laughs> to give you backwards compatibility, but we'll make a remaster that's a remaster of a remaster. Like, what? Huh? Yeah. No, no hablo English? <laughs> you feel me? Like, so you mean to tell me, Sony, y'all don't have the wherewithal to create backwards compatibility, even though all of your PS3 games were Blu-rays and you're still using Blu-rays. Let, let's just throw that out the window. Let's act like that never existed. You mean to tell me it's that hard to make a DVD turn into a digital game when you pop it into a PS4? Why has Xbox figured out how to do this so easily and y'all can't? It's because y'all don't want to do it. And, yeah. and that's where I'm coming from, man. It's like, at some point, the same way people were so fast to turn on Microsoft and go, look, they're not humble enough. They're full of themselves. We need to do the same thing to Sony and make them realize, no, 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 no. Backwards compatibility is an expectation. It is a prerequisite of a new console. It's not something we need to feel uh, thankful to have. Like, what the fuck? Every console until this generation had it. Now, yeah. all of a sudden, it's too expensive? Fuck out of here. Yeah, like that, like that shit was interesting. Like everyone's like, it's it's a really depressing game. I can't wait to play it. I'm like, play the la the play play the Last Guardian, and then come talk to me about depressing because like like uh, some people don't know it's like I haven't told you this. If it wasn't for the Last Guardian, that the idea of the like name of a word of influence would even happen because like that shit was like I played that with my sister, and I was like, it just made me think and think. I was like, okay. How did this shit influence me? But I forgot, I forgot that you played that game. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. The Last Guardian. Oh, like hell yeah. Like it's one of those. Know. That was one of those games that took like ten years to finally make. Oh, yeah, ten years and like taking too long to make. But Sony like you said, like you were talking about. Uh, what you like? Did you have any idea? Like, because all three conferences showed it. What were your thoughts on the VR? Do you not really care for it? Um. <sighs> The problem I got with the, with Sony is, I mean, it's all conferences. I'm not talking about Sony, but like just VR. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. I'm gonna just get into Sony because they the only niggas <laughs> that really cared about VR enough to show six games. Okay? Oh, okay. So, so all I'm saying is, Sony, y'all only showed like 15 games. Out of those 15, was six of them was VR. What the fuck are you doing, Sony? Mm -hmm. Sony. You aren't untouchable, my nigga. Even Tupac got shot. I like everybody, like everybody that like has been on this podcast since like part one has said like arrogant Sony. Just arrogant Sony. Just I, like, arrogant. Look, I understand you but see the biggest double standard in gaming is how Sony can get away with parading around with a four hundred dollar headset. Samsung charging eighty. Y'all charging four hundred for the same shit? And then niggas be like, well, Dave, it's Oculus Rift. You know that stuff expensive. But y'all the same niggas who resented Microsoft at the beginning of this launch for the, for the fucking Connect, And the Connect was only $125. And that motherfucker legit was a great piece of technology. That motherfucker, you could, you could tell it, Xbox, Xbox turn on. And that motherfucker turns on. You feel me? I mean, a lot of people thought it was the feds because it knew exactly what you were saying when it was off. But still, <laughs> though, you feel me? But still, though, at the end of the day, though, that's a way better piece of technology than some shit you put over your head. And my whole thing is, what's the point of spending money on a 4K TV if you just going to put some goggles on? Exactly. You feel me, cuz? Exactly. It's Especially like, bro, we moving backwards here. 
like you said, you worked at Best Buy, like you said, but like they told me the price of like, look, if you just want to buy, buy the VR headset, it's like four hundred. I'm like, oh, wait, how much? And that's before taxes, by the way. It's probably about four fifty. I was like four hundred. Like, how much is it for the console? They said you're better off just buying the console too because it's like six hundred bucks. I'm like, no, I'm good. Exactly. Exactly, bro. They can find a way to get it, give you the console for like two hundred if you buy the headset, but they can't get a headset for two hundred if you buy the console. So that's yeah. bullshit. Yeah. The, the, what is the headset without the console? Nothing. So the headset should be dropped in price if you buy the console, not the other way around. Sony's fo- they they foo foo, bro. They foo foo. Mm-hmm. Like legitimately, they foo foo, dog. I couldn't. And, I, I couldn't go. Like like you were talking about Final Fantasy Seven, but like they like I was hoping for it. But I kind of knew it wasn't gonna be there, and like, and then when they dropped the Kingdom Hearts three trailer like overnight, like on yeah, that yeah. Sunday, that let me know like, they were scared to show some gameplay. I was like, damn, like, like, mm-hmm. like, like my boy Seth was like, they just like, and, this game and here's, a, and here's another thing, Perry. Kingdom Hearts is gonna look better on Xbox One X. Sony's in trouble. Yeah, 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 oh, I think so. Man. Think I mean, about I- it. It's fucking 4K Kingdom Hearts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. And it's going to be run in the Unreal Engine, too. So Exactly. <laughs> so so if Kingdom Hearts, the game that helped create P- turn PS2 into a juggernaut, if that game is not going to look better on your system, Sony, you're fucked. Yeah. Because ain't nobody believing Final Fantasy VII going to be good after y'all said it was going to be episodic. Them, them motherfuckers scared to even show us gameplay. All they've shown us is the beginning of the game when he gets off the fucking train. That's all yeah. they've shown us. Yeah. They are scared, bro. They are scared. A lot of people think that game's going to get canceled too. That- it probably will get canceled, bro. You know, but but my whole thing though is Perry. A nigga can't come up to me. A Sony fanboy cannot come up to me and laugh at a five hundred dollar price point for the most powerful console in the world, and then try to try to downplay and damage control his reasons for spending 450 on a fucking peripheral. Like, stop it. I mean, stop it. But the PlayStation 3 is the most expensive fucking console. Oh, yeah. I, I, spent, I spent like 660 on my Metal Gear Solid 4 bundle. One. I remember that. Those was yeah. back in the days when I was working shitty jobs, boy. I was working fast food or some shit back then. Yeah, I remember as soon as I saved up my money to buy that console off eBay, I quit my job. I said, deuces. <laughs> God damn. Like, nigga, you clean the oil vat, bitch. Like, I just walked out, bro. I called up my older brother, Drew. I said, hey, can you pick me up from work? I got off early. I ain't even tell him I was quitting because I knew he wouldn't pick me up. <laughs> so I was like, hey, man, they let me off early. I right, bet I'll be over there. Nigga came through, scooped me up, boy. That was the last time I suited up in that shit. I burnt <laughs> them clothes. But yeah, man, but, but yeah, man, I'm just saying, though, if, if your peripheral is 400, and the Xbox One X is 500 But all y'all want to do is talk about how expensive the One X is. All y'all motherfuckers are biased beyond belief at this point. Because I don't give a fuck what game is on that little peripheral. There has not been one game that has been dropped yet that's worthy of that price point. And no one has bought that VR. Enough, see, here's the thing about the economy. When the market gets oversaturated, that's when price drops happen. 
I truly believe that not enough people has even bought this VR yet. If I had to put my money on it, Perry, I would be shocked if over a million people bought that VR by now. I'd no one shocked. has. No, no one in my area has even thought of the VR. They said like it looks yeah. cool. I would like to wait to see how it plays out before I bought one. I'm like, yeah, no. Everyone is waiting for a price drop, but if everyone's waiting for one, there'll never be a price exactly. drop. It's just gonna turn into Dreamcast. Exactly. I get so, so, exactly. So, so all in all, hey, I'm just telling people right now on on a word of influence, man. If you are on the fence about what to do, listen to your brother Smitty when I say you need to go and get the Xbox One X and you need to humble Sony ASAP. Because if y'all motherfuckers keep fucking around with Sony, giving him your money, they are going to have no incentive to give you backwards compatibility. They're going to have no incentive to actually give you what you want. And they're going to have no incentive to have this cross network play, you know, mm -hmm. and that's just the truth, man. It took yeah, Sony until this generation just that. Well, they had voice chat towards the end of the PS3 era, but it pretty much took them till this generation to have voice chat. I mean, like, honestly, like it felt like the Sony conference should have been longer. I guess. Oh, oh yeah, that shit, man. Woo, boy, that shit was shorter than an episode of Orange Is the New Black. Boy, I, I was swear like, to God, damn. I was like, I was like, is that it? Is that all you're gonna show me, bro? That's bro. I was watching a live stream of the people I was talking about earlier, the Xbox dudes, and they were watching it. And of course, they frying Sony, and they like, man, I'm hearing this is the last thing they're showing tonight. They're like, no fucking way, man. We've only been here for like forty minutes, and then they was like, no, no, no. He, the guy just said it on stage. He said, thanks for coming. And I'm like, yeah, he did low-key say thanks for coming. Who says thanks for coming if they plan on coming back? And then all yeah. of a sudden, after they showed, uh, I think the last thing they showed was Spider-Man, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, after they showed Spider-Man, it was over. It was GG. You know, that was their closer. That was their Smitty for their little <laughs> E3. And it's like, bro, look, don't get, don't get it twisted. The Spider-Man game looked impressive. It looked good graphically. But... Dog, ain't no one buying a PlayStation just to play a Spider-Man game. We're yeah. 30 years old, bro. Fuck out of yeah. here. Yeah, but uh, you know I'm getting it. because I'm. Uh, well, you already have a PlayStation, though. Yeah. I'm talking about someone that's an Xbox guy. See, see, Sony did a terrible job convincing anyone that's on Xbox of getting a PlayStation. At this yeah. point, they're not getting a PlayStation unless their friends have one. Period. Mm -hmm. They have no incentive. Because if they were going to play God of War, they would have played it a long time ago. Yeah. You know I get what, I'm saying? what you're saying, like, because they would just go go ahead and know the story behind Kratos or like, yeah, character. Sony didn't even show Last of Us too. No, you know? like I was like I was surprised they didn't show that. They didn't show that. I'm hearing or... they're saving that for Gamescom, but at the end of the day, Microsoft got some shit planned for Gamescom too. So it's like Sony, you had your opportunity, and honestly, I truly believe Microsoft they hit it out the park so well with their new console announcement that Sony was fighting a losing battle. All they could do was try to lower the deficit as much as possible. And I don't know what made Sony do the 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 conference like the way they did it, the presentation, but it was so terrible. Who they only had one guy on stage the entire time. Yeah. They didn't Something have like, no yeah. they didn't have no developers come in. Like it's almost like Sony thinks they're bigger than the developers now. Oh, remember when Sony was the company that was doing all this shit for the indies? Remember they were the, the guys yeah. who supported the underdogs? What happened yeah. to that? It's all Nintendo now, if you look at it, or or Microsoft. So 
Like, legitimately, what happened, Sony? Yeah, I'm surprised. Like, we talked about, we're still talking about games. Uh, did well, Ubisoft? Did you look? Did you see the Skull and Bones game? That should look kind of cool. I don't think I was able to see the Ubisoft Skull and Bones game. It's kind of like the Assassin's Creed Four pirate game, or like Assassin's Creed Three. They pretty much made a pirate game out of it. Uh, Remember yeah. Assassin's Creed Three, like where you're on the ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, know what you're talking about, but I'm like, I don't think I remember seeing that game though. I'm trying to see if I took any notes on it, but I, I don't mean, think like, I saw it. it. Like you probably watched the main conference. I watch no, no, no disrespect. You probably just watched the main conference, but like it was like the conference before Sony, so it was like okay, mm-hmm. because they showed that they play uh, Beyond Good, Beyond Evil, Beyond and Evil, or Beyond Good and Evil. I don't know. Yeah, yeah that, that's a decent game. It was it good? I haven't played the first one. So yeah, the the original one, from what I've been told, was a very successful game. Okay, isn't, so isn't that the game with the animals fighting each other and shit? Oh yeah, 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 that yeah, shit yeah, looks, yeah. That shit looks dope as hell. It kind of looks like a like a like a weird like twisted metal kind of influence game. Like, yeah, it's gonna be awesome to play. I think just looking at it. But uh, I think Spider Man was like seeing that was like oh yeah, I'm definitely getting it because like me being a Spider Man fan. But like when they show that. Miles Morales was going to be in the game. I was like, okay, I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, at the, yeah. At the end of the trailer, isn't he, like, isn't he supposed to be like the Latino Spider Man? Uh, yeah, but the thing is, though, tell me why everybody in the fucking crowd didn't know who that was. Oh, I, I thought I heard some cheers like they. But see, to be fair though, to be fair though, Perry, it felt like a lot of those p- people that showed up for the PlayStation conference felt like they were so underwhelmed by what they were watching that they were just ready to go home. By the time yeah. Spider Man was showed, because yeah, every time they looked at the audience, bro, tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm just coming off like an Xbox hater, you know. But it felt like every time they showed something and panned to the audience, it looked like they just had this look on their face, like that's it, and it just constantly looked like that. They no, just no, no. all looked like they were just nibbling on little crackers. Because I'll go ahead and tell you why. And like, like we've been t- we talked about, it, of course, it's because like. We're talking about like how we're like in the mid stage of this generation. Mm-hmm. It felt like the these last two years, Sony kind of had the last laugh. So now that we're coming full circle, it looks like more that Microsoft and Nintendo had more laughs than Sony. If that makes sense. Mm. If you look at it, because like. If you like, we're not we're not talking about Nintendo yet, but like just the fact that they dropped more bombs, like I like to say, than what Sony did, because you've said that Child Colossus trash, uh, God of War. I'm not gonna play because it doesn't look appealing. Because like you played all, you played God of War. It's yeah, the same way. Yeah, man. It, I, like I legitimately love God of War. Yeah. So like it. they so. did, they didn't show you Final Fantasy VII, like you said. You, nope. I would, everybody I know, have sources that say that the PS5 is coming next year. Yes. So that, it, that's definitely to, coming. For them not to say, for them not to announce it, it's like, okay, what's going on here? So it just felt like there wasn't enough to show. Like, like the show felt really rushed. If that makes sense, and like you're not the only one that felt that way. I felt that way too. It was like. You guys have you guys got games, but show me something that I've been waiting to play. But like, um, how did you feel about the whole early 2018 thing? Did, did that bother you? 
It does bother me, Perry, because Sony is notorious for saying things are coming out in early 2018 just so they can push them back later in 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, think about Tekken. If I'm not mistaken, mistaken, Tekken was pushed back. If I'm not mistaken, uh, what, what's wow, I'm trying to think of what's that game called? South Park. South Park was supposed to be a game that came out in January. All of a sudden, yeah. that's an October release. Like all of these games that were supposed to be at their time when they first got released were supposed to be multiplast that were better on Sony's console. So Sony had all of the rights to showing them off. When yeah. these games get pushed back, I'm thinking Sony's the reason why. From now well, on, you because they're the ones. Who, yeah, I I read an article like I'm just uh, just trying to get more information on Miles and Morales because like I kind of want really to know more. I'm actually going to read some uh, comic Ultimate Spider Man because he trademarked that shit, of course. Um, he they said that the Spider Man game looks rushed. Yes, you think so too? <laughs> well, well, yeah. Be, well, see, here's the thing. Last year at E3. Sony promised us that shit was coming out in 2017. They never said 2018. Okay. So now when we're in 2017, now they're telling us mid-2018. So my thing is, what's stopping Sony from pushing it back again and say, you know what? Let's try to get as much money as possible for this. Let's put it out in the holidays. Like once you start pushing something back, Nothing's stopping you from continually doing it over and over. It's like they say about procrastination. If you keep pushing something off, you're going to always have an excuse to keep pushing it off. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Sony, they like to think of themselves as perfectionists, right? They try to make it seem as if every decision they make towards the games that they make are, are, are so perfectly polished and all of this shit. But all in all, though, man, that Spider-Man game, look. <laughs> look. It's gonna it's gonna sell well because it's Spider Man and we live in America. That's number one. But at the same time, though, don't let Microsoft fuck around and make their own exclusive game. That's a that's a that's a superhero game because I think Microsoft will do it better because Microsoft is an American based company and I think they would just have more resources to make a great American superhero game. Like imagine imagine if Microsoft looked at what Sony was doing with with uh, Spider Man. And they said, all right, all right, well, we're going to make our own Black Panther game. Like, do you know how how many shockwaves that would make to have a oh, Black yeah, Panther game? Oh you know, God. so, so, but, but I have sources that tell me that Microsoft right now are working on two to three new IPs that they just did not want to show at E3 because they're not coming out for another two to three years. So they're, so Microsoft is positioning themselves as the people who refuse to tease us with some shit that's not coming out for a while because they don't want the expectations to go through the roof. They don't want to ruin it. Because I don't know if you remember the game Microsoft initially was going to come out with, the game with the dude with the swords. It kind of looked like Devil May Cry where he was battling against dragons that got canceled. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, that shit looked awesome as hell. I'm yeah, actually, I'm actually kind of excited for the Darwin project. That shit looks fun. Yeah, play. the Darwin project looks pretty dope too. It isn't like, isn't the Darwin of, project the one that looks like Overwatch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everybody's been saying that. I like that. Yeah, that that, that looks pretty damn cool. Was that a timed exclusive? I think so. And then like when they honestly though, when they showed Lucky's Tail or some shit, I was like, is that Tails from Sonic? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that did look like some ripoff shit. I'll tell you one thing, if Microsoft come out with Conquer's Bad Fur Day, they will destroy Sony. Mark well, my words. That yeah. will destroy Crash Bandicoot, bro. 
I'm, ta- I'm talking it will it will eradicate it from existence if they create a new conquer. Like yeah, conquer, and, and, and that's why a lot of people are excited about this backwards compatibility because conquer was on 360, but he was also on X on the first Xbox. So, a lot of people who kept their conquer is going to be able to play that game for free on Xbox One. And see, Xbox One with their backwards compatibility, they actually re engineered the game to be able to transfer into an HD game. And what I mean by that is it doesn't stay in four by three TV aspect, it switches to 16 by nine, which turns it widescreen. Mm-hmm. That like me, I don't know if you remember watching the Need for Speed trailer. That shit was awkward as hell. Like that was probably the the most awkward moment I've seen. But when you saw that, did you feel like you were, were watching a Fast and Furious movie, or was uh, I just tripping? It's funny, man. <laughs> another another good story. Uh, I remember when I was a shorty. I may have been like five, six years old. Uh, my pops was a teacher at Crane High School on the west side of Chicago. He used to always drop me off at my grandma's house. And my cut and my and my older cousin, Booney, he used to stay with my grandma. So I used to get dropped off over there. I remember waking up early in the morning, being tired as hell in the car, getting dropped off. Ooh. Matter of fact, this may have been no, I think this was when I was like five or six years old. Cause I think it was like during summer break or something. Well, anyway, I used to get dropped off or whatever like that. And uh, I remember going in there and I remember, you know, what I'm saying my grandparents, like for the most part, they would be in and out, you know. And so me and my cousin Booney, for the most part, we would be up to our own mischief and shit. Well, Booney, at the time, I remember him having a PlayStation, an OG PlayStation and having a Sega Genesis. And I remember we used to play a lot of Need for Speed growing up. And that was back in the days where I love Need for Speed. Hot Pursuit was one of my favorite games. But somewhere along the way, though, Need for Speed, like you said, they're trying to be like Fast and Furious. You know, they came out with a movie, didn't really do well. And the the truth is behind Need for Speed was it was never meant to be a motion picture game. It was never meant to have a storyline that was that in-depth. It was just supposed to be a game full of hella cars and you would race. You know what one game, one racing game I wish they would bring back, Perry? What? Split second. I only have played that one. Bro, me and Devin Harris, who was actually on Hot Take Arena with us uh, mm-hmm. for our second episode towards the end, uh, me and Dev, we used to play Split Second all the time in college on our PS3s. Split Second was the game that showed me, oh, my God, like, why don't they make more racing games like this? Like, Split Second to me is all of the good things about Burnout mixed in with all the good things about, like, time races. Like split second was essentially a game where you could reverse time. If something happens to you that ruins you in the race and by reversing time, you don't lose anything in the race. So like, you know, and you could also uh, press a certain button that would like generate like a certain type of uh, natural disaster in the, in the actual race course which could help you kind of like Mario Kart where like if you go up to one of those little cubes or whatever with the question mark on it and then you get like an ability like a red shell or something you can hurt someone in front of you or something like that it was similar to that but it was a lot more simple to the point where if you just had one of those things that can create a natural disaster you can only use one per race and once you do it it affects the entire race course for the rest of the race 
So like you can make a building collapse and once the building collapse, it falls on top of the race course. And now all you can do is drive through the building itself. So like stuff like that made split second a good game. So I would also recommend that game to anyone that maybe in the future might be in the looking to play like an old school game that was like very cheap now. But but all in all, though, man, Need for Speed. I'm just not I'm just not I'm just not enjoying it, man. It's it doesn't remind me of the game that I used to play when I was a kid anymore. It reminds me of a game that's trying too hard. Especially trying way too they, hard. Especially when they made that shit awkward when that dude like fumbled and like didn't know what the fuck he was saying. I yeah. was like, wait, what? Calm down, bro. You're supposed to be like a really good YouTuber. But yeah, with that being said, did you like did you you didn't like I think when we were ranking it. I think Bethesda did the worst because, like, I'll go ahead and tell you right now, I feel bad that I missed the latest Hot Take Arena episode because I thought I watched the Bethesda. They only went for, like, they went for, like, 30 minutes long, bro. Oh, God. 30 30 minutes long, and they didn't show anything, and they didn't show it until 11 o'clock at night. So I was like, okay, that's bullshit. And all they showed was, they showed Wolfenstein 2, which looks like it's going to be a pretty good game to play. And they showed Evil Within 2. Did you play the first one, Evil Within? That was the scary game, right? Yeah. Nah, I, I bought it for like $20, and then I played a little bit of it and said, this shit's trash. Yeah, so like that's the uproar right now. Why make a second game if the first one was trash? Yeah, so, but like you know what they're you know what I don't know if you heard about this though, but what Bethesda's doing, they're doing paid mods now. Oh my god! Yeah, like I don't like so I didn't know if you caught that or not, but like so, yeah, essentially they're trying to tell us, oh, you want to have a PC type game atmosphere? All right, pay us for it. Yeah, we'll, we'll give you a server. Like that's lame, bro. <laughs> yeah. That's another money hungry tactic, man. I'm not yeah. with it, bro. I don't. I don't appreciate it, bro. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's not like how we play Marvel Heroes and play with our characters. It's different because, like, we're not skinning mods. We're like, we're just playing as a character. We just have to buy it. But like, compared so to are, that, so, are you buying these mods from Bethesda that's creating the mods, or is this user created mods from like? anywhere and you can buy it from that person that created see i'm confused because this could be a slippery slope here where like like someone can create it but they don't have the rights to it because they created it on bethesda server so now bethesda takes the money from his pocket when his entire intellectual property went into creating that mod yeah i'm confused no no i think you're buying it from bethesda so, so Bethesda is so so these aren't really mods then if Bethesda's making them. That's not a that's not the definite a mod, a mod, in my opinion, isn't something the company to me that's just DLC, bro. I'm just gonna be real with you, bro. <laughs> yeah. That's just DLC. That's not no there's no such thing as a paid mod. That's DLC. Because yeah, as fuck, fuck out of here, Bethesda. As you know, Skyrim is gonna be on the, the switch and like they're gonna have blink in it. I was like, wait, what? I better not. Yeah, I, I saw shit. the graphics. That looked trash. I was uh, like, I'm gonna be honest not, with you. Like, I better not have to pay for that shit, though. Just saying. They didn't <laughs> even go out of their way to make him look like Link. That nigga looks like a Nord with Link's clothes on. Yeah, I'm like forty years yeah. old and shit. Not even looking like Link. I was like, come yeah. on. Bethesda. And, and, and I was watching uh, Nintendo's little E3 Day One, and they were just like, "Oh, we've." I'm so excited that we have the Master Sword. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, I was like, yeah, fuck. Oh my well, God. I'll be go, I'll be go ahead and honest with you. Like, I've been just like, 
go ahead and say it. Like me being a Nintendo fan and watching Nintendo Treehouse, they're just some fucking uh, paid actors. The way they act, you know them. You know them Chevy commercials that you see all the time on TV. Yeah. I know you don't watch them on TV. That's what they remind me of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because 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 honestly, bro, like like I was watching the Metroid thing. And it was like one girl playing the 3DS game. Then it was another girl next to her. And they were both trying to act like they were so excited about this game. And it's like, oh, my God. Yeah, but like I guess we could both have – well, I think Bethesda had the worst conference. Ubisoft dropped bombs in a sense. And like as we switch to Nintendo, this is the reason why. is because like when we uh, – uh, when Ubisoft came out with that Mario Rabbids game, I thought that was a bombshell for Nintendo to say that we worked with Ubisoft to make a game. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, but didn't they work with them to make Rayman, though? No, I don't think so. I could have swore Rayman was on the Wii U. Was it? Wasn't it? I mean, I Ray- yeah, it was Rayman. I could have swore Rayman was on a, a Wii U, and it was an exclusive to the Wii U until it got ported over to all the other systems, wasn't it? I thought Rayman was already on the other, maybe GameCube. Rayman, Rayman Legends, maybe. Is that yeah, the I think that was the one that was on Wii U. Well, it's on Xbox One. So, but but I think the release dates. It was. I think I could have swore Rayman Legends was first on on the Wii U, and it got real huge, and then it made all of these other companies want it later. Mm. Yeah, it's on Wii U. You're right. You're right. But still, though, that's just like a. You know, that's a Ubisoft game too. I didn't realize it. Hmm. The more you get older, you realize shit. But like mm-hmm. I said, like I thought that was just a bombshell for them to look to make a game, and like I don't know if you ever play XCOM, but like that's what this shit looked like. I was like, oh, just with Mario, that's cool. <laughs> they made an XCOM with Mario. That's what oh, the. No, that's no. What the like, oh yeah, the gameplay. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like the gameplay is pretty much like that. And I thought, like, well, that's cool for the Switch. They get something like that. And like I said, like I like I think I saw your stats. You said Nintendo took an L today, but first. Did you hear about their online game shit? Like their services? Did you hear about it? No, I didn't. Okay, because like, like I don't we, think I saw it on the uh, day one. Okay, here's how they're like no, like because we stopped talking after that for a while, um, due to like working shit. What what they're doing is this: it's going to be twenty dollars a year for their services. I was like, okay, wow, that's that's a good deal. That's good. But they're gonna have a gaming library instead of the whole like it goes away for a month. It's gonna be like their Netflix. It's gonna be like an expanding gaming oh, so, library. Oh, oh, so you're saying this isn't even their online gaming service? No, like twenty dollars. Like it's gonna be like you know how they say like you can have twenty dollars for the service and whatnot, and then you get like a game a month. Remember how they said that? At the oh, beginning. Okay. okay. But now it's going to be like an expanding library, like Netflix. Like you're going to be able to play multiple games for. I'm like, well, for twenty dollars a year, that's not bad mm-hmm. if you think about I it. I bet you this shit is like King of Fighters '94, <laughs> and like uh, some Neo Geo shit. <laughs> but that, like, in a sense, that's good. They're gonna give you Metal the, Slug One. But like Double at the same Dragon. time, though, you do have to download a fucking app to your phone. Just for voice chat. Man, when you showed me that picture one day in that group chat of how you need your <laughs> phone hooked up to a fucking PC, a fucking uh, P, P, 
what's that shit called? A PC five cable. I, for, I forgot the name of it, but uh, <laughs> I ended up having having a needed for my uh gaming headset. But uh, you know, when when I'm over here looking at all the cords and cables you need, I'm like. How the fuck is someone gonna be able to play the switch on the go if they gotta hook up all this shit? But uh, but apparently that's not the official one. That's just the that's a third party Tory. That's what they're called. So fuck out of uh, here. Awesome. But if it's, so in other words, they're gonna charge you probably thirty dollars more for the first party one. That's gonna have way less cords <laughs> and it'll be wireless, probably Bluetooth, huh? Yeah, probably. Man, See, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. Man, that's a, that sounds like an ad right there. It's not even an ad. <laughs> I'm saying no. Hire me, man. <laughs> like, let's, let's, let's break bread, Nintendo. Like for y'all real, need, but... y'all, y'all need someone other than that boy Reggie. Boy. <laughs> Reggie, no, hey, but hey, like... hey, Reggie, man, come on home and shave that shit, bro. It looked bad, bro. You see that reverse mohawk? He got that. that oh God, he got a reverse crazy. mohawk side of the game. I feel like this though. I feel like. Nintendo dropped a lot of bombs. Like when they when they start when they said Metroid, I was like everybody was like, oh god. <laughs> well, I mean, at the end of the day, I like Metro, but the but the I mean Metroid. But, but we didn't even talk about Metro. That shit looks dope, by the way. Just saying. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Metro looks dope, but but no one really played the 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 Metro Last Light and Metro Twenty Thirty Three. No one really played those games, and those games look good too. It comes down to the fact that those are first person shooters that are kind of scary first person shooters, and a lot of people don't want to play a horror first person shooter game. Yeah, that's what it really comes down to, and it's like a strictly offline kind of game, and a lot of people ain't into that, you know. Unless you're playing like a Far Cry or something, you're not really gonna invest all that time in a strictly single player experience. And these days, Far Cry has found a way to be online too. So, yeah, uh. they announced Far Cry Five too this year, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, the only Far Cry that I truly love is Blood Dragon because I think it makes a fun of so many different things. I've never played any of them, so. Well, Blood Dragon that was like a that was like a DLC. It like I think when it first came out was only like fifteen dollars, but it was an incredible game because it makes fun of so many different like sci-fi like movies, and it it was just a great game. Like everything about the game was a spoof. It was like playing Deadpool, but as a first-person Far Cry game. Mm -hmm. So, but 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 all in all, though, uh, yeah, I mean. I forgot what we were talking about Metroid, initially. Metroid. But, but yeah, Metroid. Yeah, I mean Metroid Metroid holds a, a holds a nice place in my heart because I used to play it on GameCube and I remember I think it was called I think it was just called Prime back then. Yeah. And uh I used to love those games just because the puzzles in it were so intricate and you couldn't just be any average Joe playing Metroid. It just wasn't gonna work. And uh I really did like it, but I could never finish a Metroid game. You know, oh. now that I'm older and I finally beat Breath of the Wild, I'm thinking that now that I'm older, I can beat a lot of these games I couldn't when I was younger. But at the same time, I think Nintendo was compromising some of their difficulty for graphics because, you know, now that I've had time to really think about it, I think Breath of the Wild was too easy. Too easy? Low key. The more and more well, I, I think about I, it, I think it got easier the more you souped yourself up. Well, well, what I mean by so easy is I don't remember ever once really being lost. Like, I remember growing up being lost on what to do next. And maybe it's because all of those games were strictly reading text and stuff like that. But yeah. I just kind of felt like I just felt like this game was really easy. The more I mean, I you feel like it's it. more like your gamer, 
like you're you develop more as a gamer you feel like that's i mean what... that definitely plays a role in it but i you know the more and more i think about it though it's like wow i beat that shit easily oh yeah i think everybody did and like like everybody said like well like Jake, like when my friends are saying um well i thought it was supposed to be really really long or whatnot i'm like like don't discredit that game it is a long game but at some point in time you come to a point like where you just want to beat the game like it's just one of those things and like he's like he even mentioned that with the witcher like he played so much of it that he didn't want to beat the game i'm like no see that's the problem you need to just go ahead and beat it (laughs) you you feel the same way too right or no yeah I, I fear that, you know, the same thing I was saying to you earlier about how no one wants to go back and play it for the DLC. I feel yeah. like it's the same way for someone that didn't get a chance to beat it when they were f- fully invested in the story. And th- when you jump back in and you're like, wait, so what am I doing again? Yeah. You know, it's like, wait, so so I need to do. OK, so I need to get do this for this champion. OK, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it, yeah. it'll take a while for someone to remember what the hell they were getting into, you know? And for me personally, bro, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing uh, in the desert to uh, do that shit for that champion. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Me either. I was like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, I I was running back and forth, lost as hell, and then motherfuckers talking about you had to find some guy, and I'm like, find a guy? Where? And then, then, you know what I'm saying, the more and more I just started running around, I was like, oh, I ain't never been here. And then I just started talking to people, and then I realized, oh, this is the motherfucker that's going to help me become a drag queen. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no spoilers. (laughs) Yeah, no spoilers. Uh, but like you said, like games like The Witcher and like Breath of the Wild, you've said like they can go to a boxing match, and those are the only two that you could go toe to toe. Yeah, together. see, even though I can look at it in hindsight and say the game may have been easy, I can't look at it in hindsight and actually say the game wasn't as great as I said it was initially. The yeah. game is still great, you know, because yeah, like obviously it's influenced a lot of Aoi. It, it's influenced all these other games that are coming out, like Assassin's Creed or. I mean, like, just, like, those ideas, like, because even in that game, you can, like, do the, the whole Zelda game of, like, light your arrow on fire and use it. I'm like, mm, okay. Yeah, I mean, they just put a lot of tender love and care. I, w- I actually wanted to speak to you about this Mario game. Oh, uh, Super Mario Odyssey? Yeah, I actually want to discuss to you okay. about this, because it's fresh in my brain right now. Okay, like, you know that I'm getting it, so what's your... Uh, look, my take on this shit is <laughs> it feels like all this shit is is you fucking throwing your hat around all day. Because uh, you, you want to know why they go in that route, though? They're going this uh, Super Mario Sunshine route with that. <sighs> but my problem with this game is you have to use your hat every five seconds. Yeah, it felt that way. You're it's not so one. annoying. It's like, bro, so you mean to tell me y'all created a new Mario? You call it an Odyssey? And it's basically, from what I can tell immediately about Bowser, essentially trying to force <laughs> Princess Peach into a marriage. I'm like, what the hell is this? He hires some henchmen called the Brutals or something. Brutals? I'm like, what is this? Like, like you said, like when it comes to Nintendo, though, like their IP is just like, 
if your game has the best best game. I I can't say he's gonna. But be isn't game it of the a year. little? Isn't it a little risque for Nintendo to be creating storylines about? Bowser forcing a woman to marry him. Like, isn't this getting a little bit too far into Final Fantasy X? Final Fantasy X, Seymour and shit. I'm saying, no, like, it's getting a little too close. It's, it's like, call a spade a spade. Like, you like if, a spade, bro. If I'm Square Enix, I'm suing they ass. <laughs> but do you think if you ever got a Switch back, would you ever play it? Nah, bro. You know what? The deal breaker was with that hat shit. See, I thought it was going to be different. When I found out the only way you could scale up a building is with your hat, I'm like, oh, my God, this is terrible, man. <laughs> like, how the fuck do you throw your hat on something and then you become it? Like, what? Well, like, we we'll know something, though. Like, for me, like, I thought that was great. But, like, when you looked at Nintendo's he line. He threw his hat on a Tyrannosaurus <laughs> Rex and became a dinosaur, apparently. <laughs> Come on, bro. Yeah, I get what so, you're so this nigga Super Mario, he 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 into this voodoo now. He into magic. <laughs> whatever, whatever happened to the fireball? It's a cool. Whatever happened to that Mario? We don't get that shit anymore. Now we dealing with fucking uh witchcraft and wizardry, Mario. When Guardian Leviosa is having shit. Like, goddamn. We are getting into that for real. Like, no, like that realm of like where we had to create new fresh ideas i guess for them but like i get what what i mean like do you i I just feel like all we asked of them was to create a super mario 64 (laughs) and just make it bigger and better that's all we asked (laughs) we don't need a fucking hat that can talk with eyeballs we don't need this shit bro yeah so you mean to tell me if Mario puts his hat on Peach, he becomes her. <laughs> Aoi, where does hat come from? <laughs> that's Aoi theory right there. Hashtag. Are does we Mario, sure? <laughs> does Mario become Luigi? Matter of fact, does Luigi's hat do that too? See now, now I got now I got a lot of questions. Okay, <laughs> we gotta wait until October. <laughs> if Luigi and Mario switch hats. Do they become each other or stay as themselves? See, this is some deep shit. <laughs> like seriously, like these are the questions that we need to know. Like come we on. need to know. <laughs> Cause like then we're gonna be like, well, should we be playing this shit? <laughs> I'm saying though, like what? I, mean, I don't know, man. I think these niggas tweaking. <laughs> I think they tweaking. Well, I thought that Nintendo just like like when you look at their lineup of video games for like the Switch, I just that's all we needed was games. And they gave us games. That's true. Like, like I said, Yoshi's Island. Yoshi's Island was like whatever. Hey, Yoshi, it, that looked like paper Yoshi. It looked <laughs> yeah, like to, they said uh, Kirby. I was like, oh, shit. That looks like old school Kirby, too. I'll but the one that. thing I will say about the Mario that I thought was really cool was how it could switch seamlessly between 2D graphic Mario to back to like normal like uh, Switch yeah. graphics Mario. Now, I thought that was yeah. really cool. Yeah, I, I can't thought, wait for that. I thought that was really cool. You see, I played Xenoblade, so Xenoblade 2, when they started that shit off, I was like, okay. You see, see, that's the one game that's on Nintendo system that I feel like they don't deserve. I'm going to just be honest. <laughs> that's the one game. It's like, what is this doing here on this console where no one gets to play it? Like, can, can we get some love on the Xbox One X? I mean, it's called Xenoblade. You feel me? It's all them X's, bro. Call it Triple X. Triple you know X. What I'm saying? Triple X too. No, Vin, no Vin Diesel. Diesel. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> With Ice Cube. 
I'm just saying, man. Like, like for really though, man. I feel like Nintendo don't deserve that Xenoblade though. <laughs> but that you know thing. They can keep that. They can keep that Fire Emblem Warrior shit. And and you know what, Awoy, Awoy, I got a sub in right now. I'm so tired of all these Dynasty Warriors games. <laughs> I'm so tired. You're now I understand. Now I understand. There's a certain niche market for beat 'em ups. A lot of people like these games where you just go around and hack and slash beat 'em up. You know, but I think those games are corny. It's like these games are just senseless. Like. What what kicked you, bro? I love One Piece. One Piece Pirate Warriors was terrible. When I found out they made three of them, by the time I played the demo to one of them, I said, "How did they get to a third one of these? <laughs> this shit's garbage." You <laughs> tell me y'all can't make another unlimited cruise, but y'all can make this shit? Get the yeah. fuck out of my face! You feel <laughs> me? You know, and they need to make a Burning Blood too, because I'm gonna buy it. I just couldn't buy Burning Blood One because the gameplay was a little bit too bulky to me. It was too too uh mechanical for me. Yeah, exactly. I know exactly what you're talking about, bro. Yeah, that shit was like too much for me. Like it felt like uh wasn't as up to par to like your Naruto or some shit. I was like, oh. yeah, it just wasn't. It, it, you could tell their ambition was there, but they just didn't know what they were doing yet. But you know, yeah, so I think the next time around they'll be do a good job. Well, I said that. I said they announced Kirby. I was like, okay. Then you get Metroid. I'm like, okay. Then like, also you think about it. You know, fucking Arms comes out tonight. Really, Arms comes out. It's technically out right now. Arms is out, and then Splatoon comes well, out. I'm gonna be honest with you. That arm shit is trash. Oh, uh, you already know. I, I, look, man, I saw, I saw, see, because you know, Nintendo, they're doing like little like invitationals and shit, like open tournaments and shit on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So you can watch motherfuckers play it. And I, and I like watching the noobs play it, the people who would be me at the convention playing it, because mm -hmm. I want to see how they take on the game, not the people who've been playing it behind the scenes and beta stages and got good at it, because those people are being paid by Nintendo to make the game look fun because they know how to do stuff. Whereas the people who don't know what they're doing, I'm watching them to see if they get tired of it on the first try. So, in my opinion, that shit looks trash, bro. Like, you're using your arms to pull someone close, and then you start hitting them, and then they pull you, and then you start... It just looks like a clusterfuck. I'll just get, like, go ahead and just give me the Pro Controller. We'll play that way. <laughs> see, I didn't know you could play that game with the Pro. It, oh, felt, yeah. it felt like a game where you almost had to use the Joy-Cons. Oh, no, no, no. And seeing how we're still on Nintendo, how did you feel about the Pokemon? Because we talked about that before. Like, you know. Well, let's see. Here, here's the thing. They're saying that they're coming out with a core RPG game to the Switch on top of the Pokemon Tournament DX. So let's talk about the DX first because that's what we know for a fact is coming out. That will be, in my opinion, the console seller on the system because, look. You talk about the Pokemon? Yes, because at the end of the day, we talked about this. So. Sells units, bro. It sells more units than Mario does at this point. Period. Like I don't care what no one tells me. There are more grown-ups that still play Pokemon than there are grown-ups that still play Mario. Mm, and there's definitely yeah. more young adults with kids that would rather have their kids playing Pokemon than play Mario. Because yeah. to certain people, Mario is racially insensitive. You got this Italian plumber. It's like, there's a lot of shit going on there. Who wears a lot of Mexican clothes? You know, there's a lot of stuff going on there that's like, you know, to a lot of people, it's kind of uh, culturally insensitive in some ways. But uh, but I think that's why in uh, Odyssey, they're letting you travel to all of these different like worlds and stuff to, 
learn these different cultures because they don't want to tie him down to just one thing. Because from what I'm looking at, you can go to like every place you go to in the game has a different currency, just like in real life. And then the more missions you do in that one area, you can save up money in that one area to buy a different costume for that area. And I don't think you can take that costume to another world. I think that's your costume in that area. So it's kind of like Kingdom Hearts in a way. Yeah, yeah. So so that's cool. But but to get back to what we were saying about Pokemon Tournament, uh, you know, I'm really excited for Pokemon Tournament. I think that's a game that is very necessary for the Switch to sell well, and it has to come out this year. I don't know what the release date on it is, but it has to come out this year, in my opinion. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's like in August or September. Okay, that's that's a great release time for them. Um, and and at the end of the day, more Pokemon the better. You know, Pokemon is a game where if if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You yeah. know, and and, like, and I and I like the gameplay of Pokemon Tournament. So, but like we we're just hoping that it can't like apparently like when you're playing two players, it's not possible, of course, to play it. Undocked. Oh, undocked. Yeah, because the the screen or some shit, the way you play poking, it's like you're backwards, like or some shit. Like I've never played. You talking about like storm? Like one person's far away, the other person's close. Yeah, yeah. Like that. Yeah, you gotta. Hard. It's hard to know the screen. depth of view with mm-hmm. a tiny screen. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, well, that's the that's the problem the Switch has, to be honest. Because in all these commercials, they do a great job of trying to make their screen look bigger than it really is. And I'm gonna be honest: when you have the Joy Cons on the screen, it looks big because you have it closer to your face. Once you take the Joy Cons off and then you use that little flimsy little plastic stand and you put it somewhere and try to like play it like with someone else, like to me, the best time to play a co-op game with your friend using the Switch is in a car. Because in a vehicle, you can put it on the dashboard and everyone in the car can look at it. At least if it's just two people, you're in the two front seats. I feel like anyone in the back seats, they ain't watching none of that shit. But if you got just two people, one shotgun, one in the main seat, then y'all both can see the game pretty well. But other than that, there's too much space. There's too much space or at a table. There's too much space everywhere for someone to really see it then you got to take in that daylight when you're outside that plays a factor now you need your backlight to be on maximum that lowers your battery faster there's just too many different outside distractions that makes the switch kind of dead on arrival and i hate to say it i'm just speaking on from the handheld perspective yeah 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 but you said like you like like you even said like give me a reason to buy a switch again like did they yeah. give me a reason to buy your switch again yet or no? I'm gonna be honest, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, like there's a couple of games I like, but honestly, bro, I feel perfectly content with just waiting for this Xbox One X. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm just gonna not all the money that I probably would have spent here and there on a video game here and there that I probably would have also spent maybe on smoking that I don't do anymore. All that stuff is just gonna go towards my Xbox One X fund. And by the time that game, shoot, by the time October comes, I'll probably have enough money to just pre-order the motherfucker all out together. So that's probably what I'm going to do, just to make sure I get it in time. Because I don't want to be one of those guys on Black Friday that's uh, paying a nigga 600 for a system. Fuck out of here. I want to get that shit pre-ordered and just be one of many that knows it's coming. Yeah. Like I said, I think, like I said, I personally think that all the Nintendo had to do was drop some Switches. I mean, not Switches, uh, games. And they did, and then I just needed to see what 
the other two or well, the other conferences had to bring forth. But when see, we, Nintendo's biggest problem, though, is Perry, they're always a generation behind. Yeah. Ever since the Wii, they've been a generation behind. The Wii arguably was like a just a tiny bit better than the PS2 and regular Xbox. Tiny yeah. bit. Then the Wii U comes, and that's a tiny bit. Matter of fact, I'd argue it wasn't even better than 360 graphically. I'd argue it. I don't really think it was better. Wii U was a scrap, bro. Like, there's no way around it. Like, yeah, yeah, for real. I mean, even though Pokemon Tournament was the one game on Wii U where I could say, okay, that graphically looks dope, but I could, I could see that on PS3. I could see that on the 360. But the thing is, though, with the Wii U, that with that game, it was towards the end of the cycle, so it's like okay. yeah, exactly. So that so that's almost a game like you know what I'm saying like most like early adopters of the next system, they pretty much have to have enough money to not have to trade in their previous console towards their new one. A lot of people, they don't have enough money to keep the old console and the new, get the new console. Usually they have to trade in the old one to get like enough money to cancel it out, to get the new one. So, you know, I I can see it from both sides of the game, but all in all though, uh, when is that a Xenoblade coming out? It comes out in the holidays. So. Oh yeah. That's, that's the one game. That that that's a that, ooh, that game looks crazy. Like 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 uh, as a fan of what I play from Xenoblade, that shit gets crazy. Like 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 honestly, I'm more interested in getting a Wii U right now, just to play some of those games, than I am interested in getting the Switch. And that's a problem because yeah. I know if I get the Wii U, I could probably get the first Xenoblade for like twenty bones. I, that the Wii like that that because it's for the Wii you know, like that game's kind of hard to find right now. You're probably oh, very, it's on the Wii. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's on the Wii. So that's a oh. Wii game. So the Xenoblade Two that was the game called X for a couple of years, right? Uh, no, Xenoblade Chronicles X is for the Wii U, and it's okay. Nothing, yeah, that's the one I wanted. Yeah, it's nothing like Xenoblade or Xenoblade Two. Like that's like its own standalone game. Okay, well, that's the one I really wanted because that one looked like it incorporated mechs and it does. It does. It's like you're like it's like sixty hours in and you get your mech and it's like a whole different game afterwards. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, that's just that's just nasty. We're sixty hours in, so we get the mechs. Damn. Okay. Come on, Nintendo man, port that shit over to the One X, man, (laughs) or give us a Switch or some shit. You don't never know. Like for real, I'm finna start going on change.org like these Chelsea fans, and I'm just gonna start demanding change. (laughs) (laughs) Insider. In change. But like if you were if you like I said, it's a great time to be a gamer. Just like you can what get wait, I think because I do like I did listen to most of your hot take around. Didn't you say you got rid of your PlayStation 4? Yeah, man, that shit icy. Dang, yo, we were like, I heard that. I was like, dang, man, no get to play with. Yeah, people. yeah, yeah, real nigga shit, man. I, you know, that that uh, injustice two couldn't hold me any longer. Once yeah, I started, what? once once I started realizing that, you know what, I'm not finna grind on this injustice two, and I'm definitely not finna spend thirty dollars to get some 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 months added on the PlayStation Plus. Man, I'm just gonna sell this shit now, man. Fuck it. And, and and once I came to the realization that I was going to do, and it's funny because I actually sold my PS4 on the same exact day as when Xbox had their damn <laughs> had their show. Did that money go towards your Xbox? No, 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 man. I I, I did a lot of things with that. I got myself my first ever Liverpool jersey. I got me a Dak Prescott jersey. 
You know, I I, I really flipped that into a lot of stuff. So so all in all, though, you know, I feel like I made out like a bandit, you know, just because at the end of the day, that was the PS4 that I got from the Switch trade. And that PS4 for a while wasn't even playing discs. It was ejecting them and spitting them back out. And, and it had its own little problems. And, and it was real scratched up and shit like that. So at the end of the day, I'm happy I was able to suck. I think the Injustice 2 is what is why I was able to sucker a nigga into giving me damn near $200 for it. You know, because that shit's old as fuck. You know, if you're spending $200 for a PS4 at this stage, you, you know, it's got to come with a game that makes you bite. Yeah. And, and I think said, Injustice 2 was that game. And like you said, like... like And Tekken is so trash, I didn't really have no incentive to keep my <laughs> PlayStation. I remember it was like, we were both talking about, oh, like, you just, like, Perry, you don't need to get that. Like, if it's going to make you do that, you don't want to get it. Or something like, well, I mean, well, well to, get, to give the audience some backstory, <laughs> essentially, Perry hit me up one day randomly. And he was just like, should I get Tekken, bro? I've kind of always wanted to jump back into the series, but I'm not sure. And when he said that to me, I said, look, man, if it's a question to you still, you shouldn't get it. Exactly. You know, and and, and that's how I feel about all games, because if you're at that point where you kind of, you know, are unsure about getting it, then you're probably not going to like it. You know, like I'm at the time of my life now where I'm not buying a game unless I know for a fact I'm going to love it. Yeah. And that's so, why I went through all the trouble of getting rid of my PS4 Pro just to get the Switch to play Zelda because I knew. So as you were like, as a word of influence, like the the idea is to like look at games that are going to like you know influence like how you can not might not influence you but might influence someone else. You know, like how from a literature standpoint, what game when you come back on here, would you think that you would play to give us insight? Uh, well, that's the thing. In between now and 10 episodes from now, you know, you, you, you spit out like three episodes in two weeks or some shit. And before I know it, it's a month from now. And it's like, Dave, your time's up. Let's go. And I'm like, uh, I still ain't got no system. That one X ain't out yet. But uh, most likely though, I'm not going to play a game until the one X comes out. So unfortunately I probably won't have a new game to really give people my takes on. But I can definitely tell people right now that uh, Injustice Two is not worth sixty. But if you can get it for under thirty dollars, go get it. No, I'm talking about like like for like the n- new coming games, like including Xbox One. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Well, um, well, I feel like the next game that I'm gonna spend my money on when I get this One X, it's gonna probably end up being, if not FIFA, because Pro Evolution Soccer is trash on Xbox. If not FIFA, because trust me, if I could if I could do some of the shit that I did on PlayStation on, on PES on Xbox, I would definitely get PES over FIFA. But it's not in the cards. But uh outside of FIFA, which I just know I'm gonna get on Xbox because Ronaldo's on the cover and I gotta do it. Um, um I'm trying to think. I'd probably you know what? That makes me want to look at all the games that's coming out at the end of this year because low key I would have it because because I know I'm not going to get more than two games before yeah. December, like well before January, so you know so it really comes down to uh uh I'm, I'm searching it up right now game re- game release dates late 2017 because I'm trying to see what's all the games coming out every game confirmed. See, they're looking at PC games right now. Yeah, I don't you know. hate that? 
Like I'm not a PC gamer. Uh, okay, yeah. I'm scrolling down real fast now. Okay, I'm looking at I'm looking at some games right now. Damn, damn. Okay, the rest of 2017. Okay, I'm looking at it now. I would say the game I'm probably most likely gonna end up grabbing. Oh, I would love to see Witcher 3 in 4K. Yeah. <laughs> and I already got that Death March trophy on Xbox. Oh, yeah. I don't, I, I, don't know, I don't know if you got my text, but like that shit was crunny, though. He's like, I said, I think I might go back and just play on Death March. Alex was like, oh, no, I wouldn't recommend anybody play it on the first playthrough. I said, Shout out to Recency Bias Radio for playing Death March <laughs> on the first time through. He's like, really? Like, yeah, yeah, man. Hey, 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 don't get it twisted. That shit was hard. But, but uh, still, though. But honestly, the hardest bo- I tell this people to, to people all the time, the hardest boss fight for me was fighting that damn Griffin at in the first part of the game yeah. on Death March. Because once you get past the first the first area, then it's all up to how many side missions do you want to do to level up to be over prepared for missions. So yeah. that's really what that came but, down to. But still, though, just like when he said that, I was like, come on, bro, hold on. I know people that have done it. <laughs> so, and can we talk about how trash Marvel's Capcom Infinite looked? By the oh way, oh my god! Like, I guess we can close. I guess we can close on that shit. Oh my god! Like, I thought I was gonna get that game. Not boy, even. Boy, them graphics look like doo doo. I was like, yeah, that shit is. Bro, I, bro, I saw better graphics on fucking Marvel Heroes Omega, bro. Exactly. That shit looked trash, bro. I'm like, really look- though. That you know what? Funny, you know though. what, Barry? This gonna shock people, bro. But you know what game I'm probably gonna end up getting uh, the more and more I look at these this list. Mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna get that Call of Duty World War Two. <laughs> oh shit, <laughs> bro! They did look nasty, but that shit look nasty. It does. I, I mean, oh man, boots on the ground. It's man, it's such a turn on when Call of Duty doesn't have fucking boost jumping. I can't tell you. Exactly. It's, it's like when your girl doesn't doesn't wear. It's like when your girl finally stops wearing makeup when she goes out with you. It's like I'm proud of you. You feel <laughs> me? Like you tired? You tired of doing all this extra shit? You know, you ain't got to put on all that makeup to go with me to the grocery store. You know what I mean? Exactly. You know, but uh, but all in all, yeah, man, I'm I'm very excited. But no, though, uh. Call of Duty, I know me. I'm not going to get that shit when it first comes out. I know me. So if I had to really put my finger on something, though, wow, it's it's a lot of games, but it's not a lot of great games. Like, what the fuck is this shit? Like you said, like there's a lot of games coming out from, like, from here until, like, the end of the year. It's like, huh? Yeah, I'm like, looking at October's release point. Okay, so Assassin's Creed basically comes out three days after Destiny 2. Super Mario Odyssey is right around the corner too of that shit too. If you didn't catch that, so it's like okay. Uh-huh. So Xbox One X is released on the November seventh, at the same day as Crackdown Three. I might get Crackdown Three. Seeing Terry Crews and shit, you know. Uh, by the way, I wanted to ask you, what's your thoughts on Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon? Ah, uh, guys, you know how? Well, I think it's a like a retelling. Of, it, it's like that black or white two shit. So. It's just going to be the other side in a different story. So I don't know if they're going to go that realm. And if that's supposed to hold us over until next year for the 
Switch game? Why not? I wonder they. I wonder why they didn't just make the Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon for the Switch, uh, and, they, right. and then and then that way people with the Switch could play against people with the 3DS. Like I felt like it would have been smooth to how try to create a way to have those people play though. amongst themselves. That's a good question. You were talking about how so- how Sony doesn't have their crossplay. How did you feel about Rocket League being on the Switch? And I can play with I people think, on I Xbox. A, I think that's very smart. Uh, <laughs> Rocket League is one of those games that came out of nowhere and it's become a big hit for all intents and purposes. I actually used to do a podcast with a homie. We used to call ourselves the Gamers Roundtable. I was cool with like a few of these dudes. Never met these dudes a day in my life in person, but somehow we just stumbled upon each other. Keep going, bro. Keep going. So, okay. Somehow we just stumbled upon each other and uh, essentially they had their own podcast already and I stumbled upon their podcast and I would always be the person commenting on it. And eventually they just invited me on one day. And then when I get on, they just say, hey, you can keep coming back if you want. It was kind of like how Perry eventually became a member of the Clash before we became Hot Take Arena or whatever. But the reason why I'm mentioning that is my homeboy, Leaf X, he's now a huge like play-by-play commentator for uh, Rocket League. So I'm proud of the kid. He's from Canada, though. So I don't know if Rocket League is, you know, at its hugest state in Canada or nothing like that. But I know for a fact, uh, my brother Leaf X, man, big ups to you for doing your thug thizzle, my brother. I'm proud of you. But, uh, yeah, I used to... I was essentially telling the audience that I used to be on a podcast called the Gamers Roundtable, and one of the co-hosts, his name was Leaf X, L-I-E-F-X, and um, he was a guy that played a lot of video games as well as me, and he was from Canada, and the majority of the people that he invited on the podcast was from Canada as well, and I used to be in the chat rooms, you know, in the live chat, and they didn't have many people watching them at first. Who knows where their podcast is going now? Because I haven't really been on their podcast. But now that I've seen Leaf X, you know, I still follow him on Twitter. Leaf X is doing big things, man. Right now, he's like a huge commentator, play-by-play commentator for Rocket League. So, mm-hmm. so he is like, you know, taken to Rocket League real strong. And, you know, a lot of people have taken to Overwatch real strong. I didn't realize Overwatch. I didn't realize the competitive scene on that was so serious. It, it really is, bro. Like, that shit's on point. You're not even allowed to play competitive match until you're level 20. I'm like, damn. Bro, that stuff, man, I, I don't understand none of it, bro. Like, like f- from my perspective, never playing Overwatch before, and watching a YouTube video on Overwatch, on Overwatch, it's like motherfuckers is talking in another language, bro. Really they're naming is. all of these characters that I don't know of yet, and they're talking about the the balancing of the stuff of their special moves, and I'm like, what the hell is they talking about? And it, like, it's like, wow, like, and it just goes to show, man. Even me, the guy who considers himself a hardcore gamer, can miss out on a lot of different waves yeah. in the gaming industry. Yeah, like, there's so much to play. Like, there's so much to dive into. Like. Guys, like I'm glad I'm diving in the Witcher right now. I'm like, oh man, yeah, let's play this. I still gotta finish Persona Five and like, yeah, but the Witcher. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you though, man. I kind of wish. I kind of wish that um that Battlefield impressed me more because I think that is gonna be the game that looks the most impressive on the Xbox One X. Battlefield or Battlefront? Battlefront Two. I mean, yeah, Battlefront. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's going to be the one game that looks the most impressive at the Xbox One X's launch. 
because uh, I'm not really everyone's talking about this Middle Earth Shadow of War and shit. And I and I saw a little bit of it and it looks like the same shit. It just looks like now you have some orcs that are cool with you. Yeah. Like that's really the only difference in the game to me personally. Everything else looks exactly the same, but I don't know. Yeah, like I said, I think that like that game is gonna be fun. I had the first one, and it's just like, oh. Uh, but uh, but I do want to let everyone know before we wrap this podcast up that uh, a lot of these timed exclusives for Xbox they're timed and then going to PC. They're not necessarily going to Sony. Yeah, like they're going to. So that's the thing, though. It's like when, and, they and when you think of PC, PC is still Microsoft. So that, you know, yeah. the majority of Microsoft gamers, they don't consider PC meaning, oh, you lost an exclusive. They just consider that. Uh, well, no, it's just a, you know, I'm saying a, a, a two platform exclusive. Mm-hmm. OK, so where can we catch you at? <laughs> uh, well, y'all can definitely, you know, what I'm saying, well, today I just recently had my season finale of Recency Bias Radio. So y'all ain't going to be able to catch me on that motherfucker until maybe the start of the <laughs> NFL season, <laughs> at least. So this is my summer vacation, biatch. One, two, Cancun. But yeah. uh, you can still keep up with me and as well as Perry and the rest of the team on the high take arena. We usually do an episode once every Sunday. So uh, if you guys, you know, want to hop on in and, uh, f- you know, first subscribe to us on uh, High Take Arena on YouTube. That way, as soon as we go live, you'll immediately get the notification and you can jump in. And uh, yeah. all in all, man, High Take Arena, man, it's one of those shows where anyone could be a co-host at any moment. It comes down to do you have what it takes to debate with the debaters? And and if you do and you, if you have a lot of hot takes, come on, spit that fire, bro. Yeah, like honestly, like that spot is like where, like I said, I was gonna do a podcast, but like when I did like a podcast, like on our old show, Clash of Critics, like you, most of you guys have, like I've told y'all, like listen to part three of, of the Aoi project and then part four. I mean, like yeah, yeah, part part two, then part three of the Aoi part project. Then you're like, okay, now listen to a song called "I Got the Receipts," like. This man Smitty knows what he's doing, like for real. <laughs> like, this I, man appreciate, I appreciate the kind words, but in all seriousness, we all know what we do, it man, and we yeah, all exactly. specialize in a specific talent, and that's why when we come together and we uh put all of those talents together, you know, everyone has a certain type of skill. I don't, they, y'all understand how much soccer I got into. Like, yeah, like we talk about a lot of soccer, like on a high take arena. It's like, oh my god, I gotta get back into fucking soccer, like. Oh, well, I, I'm gonna tell you this, Perry, man. It's easy to get back in soccer when you buy a soccer game. Oh yeah, you're constantly knowing where a player is, and 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 really, bro, I didn't even get into soccer to 2014. I I really didn't even like the sport until 2014. So for me to be able to make this much progress in three years, and all of a sudden now I can talk about it at great length, is just a testament to the fact that I played a lot of FIFA and PES. Yeah, for real, because, like, I took a year off, and, like, you guys are talking about, like, like stuff. You guys got to just go check out the podcast. That's all I'm telling you. It's amazing. <laughs> that's, why I, that's why I can't wait till I get this St- Steven Gerrard uh, jersey in the mail, man. I'm, I'm getting it shipped to me from Leicester City. Some oh. some cat in Leicester is selling it to me. So, uh, that's you know, cool it's, as fuck. It's, it's on that worldwide shipping, though, <laughs> so it's hard to track. So I just got to wait. Yeah, like I said, like, like this is a – a word of influence. We're coming out of our A-Way moment. Uh, this is par- episode 14, part three of our E3 coverage. It was amazing to do it with Smitty. Like, I was like, yeah, here's all the notes. Like I said, like, 
There's a lot to talk about. Yeah, for the most part, I ain't even, you know, go to my notes or nothing. I was just letting it rip on some Beyblade shit. You feel me? We we didn't have to. Like, there was just so much to talk about, and it's amazing. And like I said, like, this is all of our coverage, and, like, you can just listen to it any way you want. Like, it's amazing. You're just going to hear different opinions, because, like, honestly, Smitty probably thought he was the lone wolf getting the Xbox but he's not. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, man, you know, I, I can't, I never can tell if somebody is a Sony pony or not. You feel me? So I always have to preface a lot of my comments and I always got to be very careful because I don't know how someone feels about what I'm watching. Like, it's always, it's like I say, man, it's the eye test. In my opinion, Xbox and Microsoft, they they, they went in for the kill. I felt like Sony, just, no, I felt like Microsoft they came in there trying to win, and Sony came in there not to lose. <laughs> and I feel like that was the difference in their mentalities. Nintendo, they came in there just to be relevant. Like, yeah. like they're so out of the race, they're just trying to stay relevant. Well, you know, the thing so. is, though, but Nintendo's went away from the competitive side of it, so that's just a whole nother podcast in itself. But Yeah, but at the end of the day, they can jump back in it if they grow some balls. That's just <laughs> what it comes down to. They need to yeah. fire this boy Reggie, too. <laughs> Dude is terrible. I'm Wait, sorry, bro. <laughs> Honestly, bro, I, I ain't trying to say nothing to him and say nothing about him that is too disrespectful, but he gives me real creepy vibes, bro. He's like, don't you, don't you want a game that's an adventure and an experience? And I'm like, uh, like, okay. It's like, you know, there are genres called action adventure, right? Right, Reggie? Like, yeah. Like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? So I just feel like it was a little weird, man. I wouldn't want him around my kids. Yeah, that's funny. Well, like you said, you can catch, catch a word of influence on iTunes. And it will be up on SoundCloud. And, like, it will be up on YouTube because, like, I just got to put it on YouTube for reasons. Just for reasons. And, like, I'll tell well afterwards, like, Smitty, so he mm-hmm. understands. And then, okay. um, like I said, like, you, like, we have a Facebook page now. Which got a lot of likes. I did that kind of purposely around after E3 to go off. I'm like, oh, publish it now because it makes more sense too. And like I said, like there will be more content. Like we have more people coming on, and like it'll be like pretty much how it is. Like people tell me how their uh, how stuff has influenced your life, and afterwards, if they really are a gamer, we're gonna focus on games to you know understand how it might influence somebody, and like it's gonna be great. Like. Smitty has already said, like, go back and listen to the AWOY project. He's amazing, for real. It's always fun to do it with him. He's, like, a really good friend of mine. And, like, this has been episode 14, and we'll catch you next week, guys. Peace. Catorce. <laughs> <laughs>